Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. You can find me on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. Spelling G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 197 of the Galen Trombley Show. I was just telling our guests we are a little bit behind. I hope to up the frequency of these um, soon because I've fallen off a little bit and that's shame on me. But my guest today, this is a very international episode. Uh, they're now domestic. I <laughs> uh, met, met them not too long ago and they're from the great, uh, the great white north. Um, I don't know how white it is where you guys are from, but probably get Seems snow. here. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So not too much farther. Probably similar in the latitude line, but... Shay and Annie Brennan, Brennan Buick GMC. Yes. You got it. And um, you guys are Irish. We'll yes. get into that, but you, you're not actually from Ireland? No, our ancestors would be, but... Because you yeah, both sound be. like you're from Ireland. <laughs> it's like you have a brogue. You have a... Where you're from... The Irishness. You're, you have a Canadian brogue, so thank you for coming, both of you. Thank you Thanks for, for having, having us. Um, so if people do not know you... Who are you guys? How'd you get to Plattsburgh and House Canada? Give, give us all the details. <laughs> I'll take that one. So <laughs> we are the Brennans, husband and wife. Uh, we moved here from Woodstock, New Brunswick. We are from New Brunswick, so that is East Coast Canada. We actually, the town we just left is five minutes from Holton, Maine. So we were always lived right along the border. Oh. And yes. And so I grew up in the car business. And when Shay started in 2011 at the same dealership, that is also when we started dating. Um, and then so as time went on, um, we knew that we wanted to eventually get our own dealership, have our own store. And we're very tight-knit Irish Catholic families. Um, so we have a lot of family. Always thought we'd stay in Atlantic Canada. Years went on and there wasn't really much happening as far as uh, dealerships becoming avail- available. So we were asked if we would ever consider the states, and that's when we heard about Plattsburgh, Plattsburgh, New York. So when someone says, are you interested in buying in the states, is that your dealership was asking you that? Um, sort of any, so dealerships, usually you go through a broker. Okay. So you just kind of let the broker that if a store were to come up, um, that you would be interested. And, and what was like the radius that you gave this, like the broker, was it? Closer. Kind of New England states plus upstate New York. Okay. Yeah. So so upstate New York was kind of like the little like the side like yeah we'll yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll expand out to there if needed. Yeah. Was the idea to stay in Canada though? That was the original, the original idea plan, to stay yeah. in Atlantic Canada because really you only think of Canada and then there's Atlantic Canada where we're from where all our family is. Mind you, you can still move eight hours away and still be in Atlantic Canada. And then there's Ontario, which we didn't really want to move to. And then there's Western Canada, which you'd be flying back and forth to get home. I, I think a lot of people, like myself included, end up kind of growing up in their own little bubble. And so I think that's why we only just thought that we'd stay in Atlantic Canada. And and um, even myself, I'm guilty of like when you think of uh, upstate New York. you That was New I York didn't, City to us. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> think of it being so close to, you know, Montreal or... <clears throat> or a canon so but i always thought for some reason 
of just Vermont under Montreal, but not, not New York. So when, you know, we're explaining to friends where we moved to, um, they're the same. Like they, they don't realize how close. Did you tell them they're Montreal's U.S. suburb? Again, yes. Again, Gary the, Douglas. The Plattsburgh <laughs> That's slogan. Uh, airport website, Montreal's U.S. airport. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, okay. So um, New York obviously wasn't on the radar, but you ended up deciding to like, was this the one of the first places you checked out? Uh, yes. <laughs> so there was a few that would kind of come up around Atlantic Canada and some of it was kind of remote areas that we weren't too excited to leave. Um, and then Shay actually came home. Our youngest was about six months old at the time. Yeah. And Shay came home from work that night and he goes, hey, there's um, stores that popped up in, in the States. And my face just went white. And I was a little nauseous thinking of the idea of moving to a new country. Mm-hmm. And then anyway, so I was just like, look, I got to get the kids to bed. You go back to work and we'll like figure it out later. And then so we started Googling the area and, you know, you see the population size. and it's- That was actually the first opportunity that she didn't say no to right away there's Shut a couple that yeah <laughs> there's a couple other ones that uh they weren't uh they were a little off the beaten path so yeah anyways it, it started out with not a no so it was well that's, that's awesome i mean that's yeah yeah i know I'm, like, I'm like i said i got a wife so that's usually when you get a, get anything that's not a no you're like okay we yeah. got a chance saying, there's a chance so <laughs> we got um, so uh, now you guys were from a the population you said was low though, right? Or yeah. So small? the town that we moved from, um, Woodstock, New Brunswick is about 5,500 people. Mm-hmm. The trade area that our dealership in was that the dealership was in was about 30,000. And then, so like Plattsburgh with the city and the town, um, the trade area, it's almost 80,000. So to us, that was, with the surrounding yeah. area, that I think was, yeah, uh, so. yeah, the county's about very 80. exciting. Yeah. 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 So the town that I grew up in is Grand Falls, New Brunswick. So we actually grew up about 40 minutes apart. Mm-hmm. Um, Grand Falls is, so in New Brunswick, Northern New Brunswick is very French. Grand Falls is officially bilingual, so it's also known as Grasso. So that That's town, French? yes, okay. yeah. So okay. and when you're driving on the highway, you'll see Grand Falls, Grasso. So it's a bilingual town. And then as soon as you go, like you can go 10 minutes north and it's pure French. You can go 10 minutes south and it's pure English like that somehow is literally the cutoff um <laughs> and, that's and your, then your hometown yes yeah okay. grand falls and then so in after i graduated so that's where my father had um chevrolet dealership and then kind of right before i graduated high school he took on an, another chev dealership in woodstock new brunswick which is the one that we bur- both worked at so my family moved an hour south and that was you know the the big move because my family had only that was the same town that my father and grandfather grew up in so that was a the, the bilingual a big town. deal yes and then yeah. they completely sold that one um eventually yeah it kind of happened around like 0809 when gm kind of yep. got rid of pontiac and all that stuff so my first car was a pontiac g6 nice nice, yeah. nice. i always had the song uh, was it oh yeah like a g6 yeah that makes much more sense Play so in the car flying anyway. in a Pontiac G6, but yeah. So, um, so when you move south, now this is the place that's five minutes above Maine. Yes, right beside it. Beside, yeah, or Woodstock. Beside it? Okay. Yeah, and it was twenty minutes. So I'm from Grand Falls. You go forty minutes south, then you get to Bath, New Brunswick. That's where Shay grew up. Okay. And then another twenty minutes, you get to Woodstock, which is the town that we just left. Can you speak French? Yes. Can you speak French? No. Okay. I, I actually he understands some of it. I was going to say, I was going to guess. I'm like, he's from the English side of yeah. the, that bilingual. <laughs> um, so 
Okay, so then you're down in the. Is this a smaller? This is a bigger town than you grew up. What, than like you grew up? Grand Falls was like five thousand people. Bath is about five hundred. Um, yeah. And then Woodstock's 5,500. Yeah. So that's why when we came here, we were so excited because we were like, oh my gosh, city life. It's that's so, so urban to us. And then <laughs> you hear so everyone wild. be like, oh, it's such a small town here. It's but it does have that small town feel, which we love. Yeah. Like, so what was the thing that attracted you most to Plattsburgh? Oh, so I mean, was many. it just purely the job <laughs> opportunity or did it was more like area? Yeah. That I think was, when we yeah. first looked at it, we, you know, we wanted to go to a, a bigger area than we were in and... I think we have a unique opportunity where both of us um, work in the business. And so we, you know, um, we thought that was to our advantage, I guess. And then when we started looking at the area, um, obviously it's surrounded surrounded by uh, mountains and lake and it's beautiful. And beautiful area and lots, lots of stuff close by. You get, you know, you can cross the ferry and you're in. Burlington pretty, uh, in, uh, you know, a small amount of time. Then you're Montreal and Albany and, and, um, Lake Placid, yeah, Lake Placid's right there. Yeah. So there's so lot, lots around and, and, uh, I think, we, you know, we both grew up pretty active and, and, uh, you know, I love skiing. And so with the ski hills around, it was kind of a no brainer once we, once we came and, and visited the place and really fell in love with it. So have you guys been able to get out and enjoy the uh, outdoors here? Yes. Our, yeah. yeah, our Sundays are. Mind you, you haven't skied yet. No, last this past winter was <laughs> pretty busy, busy but uh, yeah, this coming winter. Your parents we'll came. Bit. Your yeah. dad skied whiteface. Um, so, but we've been like, we've done Lake Placid, um, Montreal. We've only got to the airport, I suppose, for Canada side. Um, we got to Tupper Burlington. Lake. Tupper Lake. Saranac Lake. Saranac Lake. Tupper Tupper. Um, yeah, we, we did the wild center with the kids. Okay. Yeah, that was, I thought that was awesome. Time. That was fun. Um, we did St. Albans. We went to the Maple Festival. Yeah. Um, and then we're learning like Rouse's Point and Jay and Keen and Champlain and mm-hmm. Shazy and West Shazy. Yep. And so we're trying to learn all the, the little areas. Osable, Osable Forks. Two, yeah. two, all the forks? So, yeah, two places. The forks. And Saranac and Saranac Lake. Oh, the, yeah. uh, no, so I'm, I'm from Shazy. So that's okay. like my... Nice. my uh, Hometown, and now I live in Morrisonville. My okay. wife's from Morrisonville, so she got me southwest by a little bit. So I moved, I moved <laughs> south too. But uh, um, have you guys ever been to Montreal before? Yes. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Not often. You more than I. Yeah, just growing up, uh, you know, in full times for a hockey game or something like that. But and what's the distance to Montreal? It would have been a kilometers or miles. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> Let's go by hours. It's been go getting hours, it's, yeah. it, it's been getting faster over the Seven? years with the uh, they've been expanding the four lane highway. Um, as it gets to, mm-hmm. you know, the, like the East West where Quebec meets on, uh, meets New Brunswick kind of. So, um, it's probably, I mean, it's basically like seven hours. Yeah. Oh, so it's a hike. So, yeah. 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 Which I used to always think it was so far. There was one time, um, your cousin had a hockey game in Montreal and we were going to drive to it. And I thought that was like the longest road trip I would ever be on in my life. And <laughs> now so, we do it all the time. That's going to be the regular now. I was going to say, so what, what is it to hear? Like eight hours maybe? Yeah. Seven and a half, a little if over really seven without it, yeah. the kids. With the kids, it's eight. Yeah. 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 Oh, understandable. Just, <laughs> so what's the biggest city where you were originally from? Uh, oh, the, the capital would have been, of the capital of New Brunswick is Fredericton. So okay. that would have been an hour from Woodstock where we moved from. Zero quick. I should know this. I think the surrounding area is probably like 120,000, I'm guessing, like with the city and the surrounding area of, of Fredericton. 
So New, New Brunswick, fifty-eight thousand people was in the capital. Is Fredericton is the yeah. city, but I think yes. the surrounding area is like so that city, yeah, yeah. hundred twenty. Yeah. And that city would have been an hour south of where we were. An hour south. Yeah. So oh, it's because still... New Brunswick kind of climbs like Maine, right? Yeah. So even though you're there, it would be keep going south. Yeah, you still got to go. So you south. weren't really in this because I always think like southern, like you said, like Quebec. And you're like five uh, five minutes from New York. Well, you're at the very bottom of Quebec. That's right. Like, right. But I always forget, kind of as like you guys were talking about with Montreal or uh, Vermont and New York. Yeah. Like just the ge- uh, the geography going up. Because Maine, Maine's very high up. Yeah. Yep. Like when you actually climb up, but like when you look at a map, you're like, yeah, Maine's east. Well, I'm like, no, Maine's like northeast. It yeah. really follows New Brunswick. Like the top of Maine, I believe, is the, the top of New Brunswick. Yeah. You can go from like... St. John, which was two hours. So you have like three hours of driving in New Brunswick that's all along Maine. It is St. John in New Brunswick? Yes. There's a St. Well, John, New Brunswick, and then there's a St. John's, plural. Newfoundland. Newfoundland. Okay, so Newfoundland's the one I'm thinking of because that's the one really far right. Yeah, yes. it's on, It's the rock, they call yeah, it. Yeah, the rock. We have Newfoundland and Labrador. So Labrador is attached to land. Newfoundland's an island. So Beautiful we, place. I remember flying to, uh, when I was a kid, we flew to uh, Ireland. And when we did it, it was St. John. And I was like, I can't believe we're still over Canada right now. Because you just kept flying and flying. Yeah. And it was like, you know, we were about maybe only a third of the way through the trip. But I'm like, what is this new St. John's, whatever. So um, they used to have direct flights from St. John's to Dublin. It's which funny. must have been like a three hour flight. Yeah. <laughs> Depending right on which there. way the, the Gulf Stream was going. Right. Yeah. It's uh, funny. Like New Brunswick's kind of the forgotten child of the, the drive through of province. the East Coast. They call it the drive through province. So everyone, uh, you know, here we're in. We're still part of New England, right? No, up in no. this corner, not really, no. or the they, Northeast, well, I guess they call consider, it. But like, it's funny because like our news, like I watch like um, NBC all the time. Like NBC is technically in New England, but Vermont is New England. New Vermont right. is right. Yeah, it's so, cut off. And I think no, I think everything like Connecticut, Connecticut, I think is New England. Basically, everything east of New York of New York, okay. like New Jersey's not either. So like right. New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts. Separate. Yeah. Oh yeah, big yeah. time. So kind of like there's you know the New England here and. In Canada, there's on the East Coast, they have the Atlantic provinces, which is New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, PEI, mm-hmm. and Newfoundland. So the <clears throat> New Brunswick is, I guess it's called the, some people call it the drive through province, but it is a beautiful province if you get to explore it. It's just that they built the highway so you you don't really trees. go near this. The, you don't really go near any of the scenic sites or the city, so you can kind is of breeze right through. Is there mountains and stuff there? Is it pretty flat? Uh, no, there's some mountains, mountains. Yep. yeah. Yep. Nothing like these mountains do you know you know what's crazy is that these are some of the oldest mountains i think in the in north america the adirondacks it, someone could fact check me on that one but i'm pretty sure like th- these are uh, i don't even know where i'm pointing that way those are the white <laughs> th- those are the green mountains no sorry yeah anyway. that way i'm like i know th- yeah i know like, who am i talking to so um but i think they're the oldest mountains so if you go and like actually like testing the rock and stuff it's like oh, okay. the, like age-wise um because there was something about, I think, Lake Champlain. Because I remember looking at Isle of Mont. If you go north, like in Chase, right. Isle of Mont's right there. And I think that the water from Isle of Mont was like North Africa at one point. Like when they went back wow. and detailed the fossils, like just through like continental wow. drift, um, which was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, so the, the Adirondacks, and the other thing with the Adirondacks, they're massive. So there's this, if you Google like na- national parks that could fit inside the Adirondack Park. I saw an image of that. It's incredible how many can fit inside like there's probably like seven or eight fairly well-known like the Sh- Sh- Yosemite Yellowstone Glacier uh, is it Glacier 
I think it's Glacier. There's a handful that can fit wow. inside the Adirondacks with like weight, like a ton of room to spare. It's amazing. Not all of them, but there's, I mean, there's quite a bit, at least the ones that Grand Canyon, I think, is in there. Yeah. Um, which I is, saw that on Instagram. Yeah. We take yeah. it for granted because we're just like, it's right there, but it's a massive yeah. national, mm-hmm. or, it's not even a national park, just, I guess, a state park. They don't, which is weird why it's not a national park, but it's all good. Like, it'd be, New Brunswick would be the mountains, it's the end of the Appalachian, Appalachian. mountain range. So, you know, the yeah. Appalachian Trail doesn't, go there that's for sure but um i think a lot of people would probably be familiar with mount katahdin in maine maybe um i don't is that, know is that in acadia or arcadia is arcadia national it is park? acadia national park that would be in it right yeah like bar harbor that's yeah. bar harbor i think so um anyways yeah it, we're gonna say maybe yeah because you guys are close to bar harbor right maybe uh, yeah two? three Couple hours, hours two yeah. And a half, yeah two hours from bangor so whatever bar harbor is from bangor so how often do you go to the states from there is that quite often we used to go. It depended on the dollar growing up. Like, yeah. it depended yeah. on where yeah. the dollar was. It was frequent. People would, since we lived kind of on the border, it frequent. People would go over and get gas and milk and chicken. And you know, but you know, uh, well, when I, when I was a kid, I used to go to the Montreal Expos games all the time. Like, I love yeah. Montreal Expos. And uh, which was funny was it had the opposite effect. So when the dollar got like weaker, the Canadian dollar got stronger. Like the pot, like the actual um, attendance at Montreal started to dip. Which is crazy because the dollar was better, but like I, I feel like people weren't going up as much because like why would I go to a baseball game? Because now I got to pay thirty dollars for a ticket right. versus like <laughs> ten. So it was pretty wild though, when you think about like crossing the border. But I haven't been, I haven't been to Montreal since two thousand nineteen, just with wow. the border closed. Yeah. yeah. Now I have young kids, so it's like, yeah, as you guys know, so it's tough paperwork. to travel. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, I think we all have our Nexus Pass, but it's still the idea of trying to get kids up to Canada, which I'm like, there's no reason to bring little kids to, like in our eyes, the little kids right. to Canada. Me and my wife might maybe we'll sneak up there at some point, but uh, Montreal's great. Everyone kind of called it like it was, uh, I guess the slang for it was like people were saying, I'm going over cross. Yeah, that meant go you're over across. Going over across. That means Where you're from. Yeah, yeah that means you're going over the states. Going over across. Going over across. Popping the border. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of them would just go for like an hour or so. Yeah. We would do like driving the coast to the east coast of Maine is beautiful, or you oh, could Maine's take drive gorgeous. to Bangor and take the train to Boston. So ironically, oh. Whether we're in New Brunswick or Plattsburgh, we're still the same distance from Boston. Boston <laughs> didn't save too much time there. Did you guys go? Do you go there a lot or try to? Boston's, no, we've been I love quite Boston. a few times. A few times, yeah. We would, uh, we'd if we did go, we we usually we try to drive to Portland and we jump on the train. It takes you right into the the garden, as they'd say there. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Um, <laughs> so, are you a Bruins fan or a Montreal Canadian fan? Neither a, Toronto Maple, Maple Leafs. Fan. Really? Yeah, they they yeah. Uh, I guess in New Brunswick, most people are either Habs, Say you're Leafs, born blue or Leafs or Bruins. So, so there are people up there that like the Bruins. Oh yes, yes, yeah. Okay. yeah. It's pretty close. Big time. Like, I mean, it's basically here. It's Bruins and Canadians, like, yeah, through and through all the way. But I, I don't really follow much hockey. But if I had to pick, like I like both teams. I'm kind of like the Yankees and Red Sox. Like if I were to play in the World Series, not World Series. Who play. likes the Yankees and the Red Sox? No, this is why. I'm an Expos fan. <laughs> okay, I, I'm not. And, and the Expo, Expos have not been a team since 2004. Four, so we're talking seven, no, 18 years ago was when they left. I'm still heartbroken. 18 years ago, I've never followed baseball since. Like, I literally went cold turkey. Like, I, like, watch it. I know the game Wasn't and stuff. Wasn't it 90? 94? Strike? Yes, yeah. I mean, I was a kid, but I, I hear horror stories. Of the, <laughs> Vladdy was there. Still feel the pain. No, Vladdy wasn't there. But you want to know. Not, oh, no, he Vlad, was right before that. Vladdy or went in, I think he came in, like, 99, maybe, 98. So, fun fact, got one baseball bat up there, which is on my shelf of trinkets that you guys were looking at before, but that one right there on the second shelf up is signed by Vladimir Guerrero, 
when he got inducted into the Hall of Fame nice. in Cooperstown in 2018. Nice. And when I was a kid, I had a bunch. That's my favorite player all time. So I had to autograph a bunch, like when I was a little kid. And then a guy I know, like I don't know, he's like a merch, he's like a whatever it's called, autograph dealer type guy. So he had that at the Hall of Fame, and he wrote all the stuff in his own handwriting, like All Star, blah blah blah. So and that's the only piece of memorabilia I've ever bought in my life. And I'm like, hell yeah, I'm getting that. Yeah. It's flat. Nice. <laughs> and then I was actually in Milwaukee about a month ago, maybe three, four weeks ago. And we went to a Brewers game, which is dope. Good plot, good park, but they were playing Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. Vladdy Jr. Vladdy Jr. was on first base and we were on the first baseline. He was like, I got some pictures. He was like maybe 50 feet from me. That's awesome. So, which is cool, which actually made me feel a little bit more at Selfie home. Selfie with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say like, okay, like I knew your dad. Kind of. uh, we go way back. That, we, we go way back to my, yeah. Oh yeah. Big time. Big Vladdy guy. But, um, so now that you guys, so I guess I don't even think we talked about it. You guys took over the GMC dealership from the Knight Automotive. Yes. yes. So we probably should have prefaced that. Like, so, because everybody knows Knight Automotive that's been yeah. around forever. So, um, and you guys are on Route 3, same same building, same location, different sign, which I think I bugged you last time that yes. it finally went <laughs> up. Finally up yeah. I noticed it. it driving down. I'm like, oh, cool. There's a new sign there. So how do you guys like the building, the location? Like, how does I don't know much about car dealing and car dealerships, but is it a good setup for you we guys? We love it, yeah. Yeah, I Route think it's the best spot in town. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, nice Consumer Square is right around the corner. and and uh, It's very high traffic. Yeah. It's probably the busiest, I yeah. think, out of all of them. Yeah. So ironically, one of the things that we looked at when we Google mapped so you're Google mapping Plattsburgh to kind of see the geography layout and what's close to it. And then we like zoomed in on the dealership and it was like, whoa, Wendy's, whoa, Taco Bell, Chick-fil-A. Chipotle, and then I yeah. saw it like at TJ Maxx and uh, Sam's Club and it was just kind of like sold. I was going to say, it's, a, it's like a two minute walk everywhere. versus a two hour ride, right? <laughs> yeah, <I'm> like, <laughs> moving on up. Uh, so it, now how does car dealerships, like right now, how do you guys work with... Um, because I know there's some places that like they're not doing test drives. Do you guys do test drives still? Or oh, yes. Yes. Yep. Now, Strongly encouraged. But have you have you seen some dealers? Like I've talked to a couple of people and they're like, we just don't have cars in the lot or cars right. in the lot are already bought. So like right. you can look at them, but you can't drive them. Is that like a big thing right now? Yes, that can happen with new cars, especially like there might be some on the lot and some are sold waiting for the customer to pick them up or whatever. But, um, you know, you can't drive it car that's already sold to somebody else but for the most part um there's usually something we've uh, we've had pretty good luck getting inventory so there's usually have something for oh that's for good. them to test drive so there i know there you know during covid i think every place had different rules we weren't here for most of it but um you know every province in canada or state in the u.s probably had their own different rules as far as right test drives or being well, yeah. I think it's more based on supply. Like people just can't get the cars on the lot for people to even drive. So yeah. coming in, like, oh, it's can I look at a car? Like, well, like here's basically what they look like, and that's what <laughs> yes. it looks like, but you can't actually Show drive. Yeah. Phone. Yeah. yeah, which is crazy because yeah. like there's I'm, definitely a couple models that are like very, very sought after more than others and hard to get. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know, if there's one or two of those models the customers are looking for, it can be tough to to find one to test drive. But for the most part, we generally have something on the lot for them. So. Um, so I guess for you guys, like, is there much of a difference between Canada and us for car dealerships? Is there like rules, regulations, like there's more, there's customs? a lot of like New York state regulations. Yeah. Um, that Let's stuff say, is welcome to New York. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, we were, um, I was actually, so in car dealerships, you'll have, they call them 20 groups. So it's performance groups. So it's 
usually 20 dealers. Um, but it's kind of just a group and you have your composite book and it just shows um, whatever numbers and ratios you want to go off of. But that's kind of how you meet with other dealers, share your best practices and learn things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, in 2018, started, it was a General Motors women's only group. And so we went in and there were only three of us Canadians and the rest were all U.S. dealers. So we kind of had, not knowing we were going to end up in the U.S., kind of learned, there's a lot of terminology that's Mm -hmm. much different. So I kind of already learned and knew what some of the differences were going in. Um, But they have like titles, titles very strict here. We don't have titles in Canada. You still have like a registration, but it's not as strict as, um, as it is here in the States. But it's like, you know, your processes are still the same. People Financing are still, still the same. same. Yeah. Um, yeah. Credit ba- is the, very yeah, different. Yeah, credit's but... very different in um, banking. In the U.S., you mean? Yeah. 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 Easier or more difficult? Uh, just a little bit more difficult to navigate, I would say. Like, there's just a little bit more of a matrix, I would say, to credit ratings and interest rates that customers are going to qualify for, whereas in Canada, it's a little bit more black and white um, as opposed to, you know, what your credit score is to what you're going to qualify for but well so like the only thing i can compare it to is we do real estate like right. i mean obviously yeah. we do real estate but like in new york state it's like it's it's what we call an attorney state so attorneys close real estate here okay so there's plenty of places in the united states that are title states which means basically they close half the time with way less hassle so anybody that comes here it's like hey you like we're gonna close what in like three four weeks i'm like oh no 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 like we might be lucky to get the appraisal in like there in three to four weeks so um so yeah, there is just some stuff that like I wish if like you know if you had a magic a magic wand or something you could wave it and say like yeah. oh we're a title state because it would make our process so much more streamlined. Right. But it's like it for, it's a it's a state regulation and it's a pain in the butt. But right. Yeah, and anything New York State is a very regulated state, unfortunately. So yeah, it's not. We're fun. learning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, One thing we noticed with banking, so in Canada you have e transfers. So it's kind of like, like, yeah, so it's like kind of like Venmo and, and PayPal, but you just do it as long as someone has an email address or a cell phone, you do it, doesn't matter who they do their banking with, and it just sends the money. And here, I think it was right when we had purchased our house, and then there was a lady who was going to come clean it before we moved in, and she wanted a $50 deposit, and I like could not get $50 to her. Because I like I didn't have a PayPal account, I couldn't even download Venmo on my phone at the time because it was a Canadian phone. Couldn't get the app anyway. And I'm messaging the realtor, being like, "Can you just give her fifty dollars and I'll pay you back when we get there?" Like it was I'm like, <laughs> mail it in. It's, yeah, I'm like it's 2021. I'm like, I, what is going on? Well, so that part was interesting. That's the thing. Have you noticed? I guess that's a good question. So, how long have you been in the car industry? Well, you grew up in it. Yes. I I, uh, get, I started in 2011. Okay. Are you guys both like? How old are you before I give numbers? 32. 32. Oh, we're all the same age. Cool. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't feel as bad. So you're basically college age at the time. Roughly. Our college, university, yeah. whatever. Yes. Yep. Okay. So um, when you guys went in till now, um, how much have you seen it change? Oh, man. Crazy. Big yeah. time. Everything. Even just like the sales process itself. Like when we started, it was, you know, oh, you don't don't give price over the phone. Don't give price over the phone. And now it's, you have to, you have to be transparent. Like yeah. every, everything's out there. Um, digital age, like we digital, were there yeah. when we had a website and started a Facebook page and so it's what, been crazy. Um, when, when did you start your first Facebook page for, for you? Was um, this the dealership was, or this, you personally? Uh, for the dealership. dealership. Yeah. Like us, uh-huh. I think it was like 07 when everyone kind of got Facebook around that right but like even in like 2011 
there was no real advertising on. No, it, maybe 2013, I, I started yeah. the page and I was doing, this I was so in funny. school at the time and it was an e, like e-marketing course and the prof was like, uh, Facebook is just meant for engagement. You use it to engage with the customers. You're not going to sell anything on Facebook. And now it's like, <laughs> that you know, just, well. <laughs> yeah, like, oh my gosh, it's crazy how yeah. much it's evolved. But even going to meetings, so we have, you know, you have the buildings, cameras and the alarm system right on your phone and you just hop on your computer and all your files are there and you can get into all the software systems and I'm like I remember you know my father going to meetings and it's like you don't see him or hear from him for a week other than the one time that he you know get on a payphone and call into work to see how things are going I'm like it's just crazy how much more advanced it is now and you can get a lot more done do you well yeah so again for real estate we had I remember like if you had an offer, which now like even talking about it sounds like it was a joke, but it was real life. Like you would get an offer and like, I would have to meet with you. Like, when can you guys meet? Like, when are you off work? Like, where do you want to meet? Like, blah, blah, blah. And then you'd sit down and like actually hand write everything out, have them sign it. If anybody made a mistake, it was like initial the mistake, which might've been me just misspelling something. And then you would have to go bring it to the agent or the office and like hand deliver a contract. I mean, you could call on the phone, but it was like hand deliver a contract. Like, okay, we're good. Can you get it signed? Like, yep. Like go back, get Give your contract, go back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, and then it got to the point where you could scan it because people were faxing. I'm like, if you fax a piece of paper more than once, it fades out and you can't oh, read yeah. it. Yeah. So we started to scan. Well, then it was like getting the agents that were, I'll, I'll call them uh, seasoned agents we're so used to faxing that they just didn't scan. We just scan. Good it. word. It comes out seasoned. Seasoned. <laughs> and, uh, so seasoned. and then it got to the point where we finally had electronic signatures. And now it's like, right. yeah, like, okay, you like at a computer right now, we're going to be in the next like hour or half yeah. hour or whatever. It's like, here you go. Boom, boom, boom. And the amount of time and efficiency that you have, which doesn't seem crazy, but I mean, like I got into real estate in 2011 also. So it's like you're looking at what 12, 13 years we've been in the business. It's only changed in that amount of time. Yeah. Like Facebook, um, I think it was the same. I think it was about 2013 when I like opened a Facebook account. I was like, I don't know. Like what do I post? And I would post like a stupid photo of like a house that was like, does anybody like this house? Some stock <laughs> image off of like Getty images or whatever. And then you start learning like actually how to use it as more of like a, a connectivity tool. Yeah. Like it is engagement, but I mean, you're selling people with, because they're, people are seeing who you are, like your personality, everything comes through, through social media and like you have to be on it. And that's, that's just something I, di- I dove on, like I said, almost 10 years ago now, but it's crazy because it's like so, such a way of life now, but back then it was so like taboo and people were like, yeah, you're on Facebook. Like, are oh, you doing videos? That's goofy. Like, why would you do that? Stupid. I'm like, oh, I don't no, it's know. like, why yeah. are you not doing yeah, it? Yeah, nobody yeah. else is doing it, so maybe it'll work. But um, no, it's pretty cool. And do you find that the practices have gotten better amongst like the the, the industry? Yeah. Yeah, big time. Yeah, just transparency is for the best for everyone. And you know, everything's online, so mm-hmm. you know, I mean, every you can't. Um, yeah, it, it, everything's online. So if you you know if your if your price is out of whack, then you're, no one's going to knock on your door. So, um, it's definitely, uh, and it's good for, it's good for dealers and it's good for consumers because everything's, you can be transparent with your trade in value is worth this because this is what it is and this is what they're selling for. 
and you know we're selling ours for this because this is where the market is and and uh, it's really fair for all so when you guys like taking a car and say it's a you do you guys sell used cars also yeah yeah so if you have used cars like say someone comes in and turns in the car there's a you at the end of the day you decide what you're actually going to pay for it i mean you have yeah. you have stuff numbers you go off of but like, yeah. you can tweak that you know obviously try to make more of a margin or like hey just cut a deal to get it done kind yeah. of thing yeah um now when it comes time to sell it is it kind of it's, i'm assuming it's like real estate because it's a commodity so if like supply and demand of that car right same you do like your comparison you know yeah. this house is for sale in this area this yeah. is what it's at so it all kind of the market does still set the price yeah like the vehicle obviously has its own value but it does de- depend on the does market. it have to appraise in your business at all the car like do we do appraisals yeah yes yeah that's but you, how you do them it's not like a third party comes in and does them Correct. no yeah we do them yeah, yeah. okay okay so, so there's like different softwares and you know there's lots of different companies out there so there's um that was another but, but there's change so, of yeah there's so US much information i mean you can start appraising a vehicle with your phone it's, it's got a little vin scanner and then and then uh you know you get your photos of it and then you sit down on your computer and it'll it'll bring up the market you'll put in you know what you think it's going to need for reconditioning costs and and what you need to make off it for margin and then um and, you know and it'll place itself in the market and there's lots of metrics and then you always have your plan b so you can see what they're you know what it's going to sell for at the auction and there's a few different metrics for that so you always have your exit strategy i guess i call it but so you could go to you could take it to the auction or take yeah. it to an auction yeah, yeah you can take it to an auction or you know these days there's you can load it up yourself with your phone you know speaking of technology changes yeah. on an auction mm-hmm. or you, auction companies will even come around and they'll take the keys and they'll the do their process and the vehicle might even stay right on your lot and uh it'll run through a sale online so so what is i guess what is your general i'm cheating because i see it but i'll let you guys say what your positions and then what you actually like what that entails within the dealership like what's your roles at the dealership right so i'm like good question um so i'm the dealer principal shay's a general manager um when we started so um shay's background's in variable so sales my background's in fixed so service and parts okay. so when we start those are kind of like our our specialties, our fortes. Um, but then obviously once we get into the store, then it's, you know, so right now Shay looks after used. Um, I'll do a lot with accounting, um, more with service and parts, but it's kind of, we both kind of take on a little bit of everything at this point. And you're, I mean, obviously you're the owners too. So yes. that, that comes with probably a big, a big, it's, it's like an iceberg. You know, when people say you can see like 10% of the icebergs above water. Like that's what people see. And then all the 90%. Yeah. I'm like, I get, that's <laughs> the biggest difference from like the store we were in. So my father was there. One of my brothers was there. My brother-in-law was there. And then, so, you know, we, were we there. yeah, we were there. So, you know, we had our own forte, you know, you're, you're dialed in, you got your processes and that's all you have to focus on. So now it's kind of like, oh, this issue popped up and this issue popped up. So we have like our managers in all departments. So we'll work with the managers to help them. Um, but then there's just a lot of you know, running a business and making sure you're involved in the community and all of the extra fun stuff. Which makes your minds never shut off because it's just running yeah. around. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm like, some nights you get home and it's like, you'll talk about work while the kids play. Then there's other nights where you're like, okay, we're not talking about work. Uh, yeah, someone will be like, uh, did you, you know, someone like send us a quote on something or have to get something done and you like, I'll look at it and I'm like, oh yeah, I didn't even tell you about that yet. <laughs> um, I don't have time to talk yet. Are you guys, are you guys able to separate like, home from work 
Yeah, we all call that church and state. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. Like so we're like, thankfully, we get along really well. Um, and it's kind of, we both know uh, Shay, like, you know, Shay's the more outgoing one, and he gets his energy around being, being around people. Mm-hmm. I love being around people, but after, like, if I'm around people all day, I, I got to go home and I got to have my silence and just let me sit or clean or do something. Um, but it's, yeah, I guess a lot of it is just kind of, when one person says, I don't want to talk about work, then yeah. The kids help, I think. Like, I think, you know, if the kids, you know, if we didn't have kids, then it'd be, it'd probably never shut off. But, you know, it's definitely easier when you come home. We would be living in a trailer behind the dealership (laughs) if we didn't have kids. Like, I could live on that couch. I'd be like, (laughs) just let me go to work. Yeah. So it's fun, you know, when you come home and then you get to chase them around and they, they definitely keep your mind off, off work pretty good when you're with them, so. Um, well, I, I think I'm more like Annie on that. It's like, I, I lo- like, I love doing this, like talking mm-hmm. to people or like going to events. And then I, it's funny cause my wife, um, she, she works out of our house, but she, so she does massage therapy. So she does that, but the, the also takes care of the kids. So like on weekends, like she has clients and stuff that comes through the week, but typically weekend she's like, Hey, you want to go do this, this and this? And I'm like, no, like I just want to like, I, <laughs> mm-hmm. I like I'm home Friday. Like I'm locking the door and I'm coming out Monday morning. Like I just love chilling around my house and not doing anything. Um, and, and I sometimes take that very aggressively to the point where I'm like, no, literally I didn't leave my house all weekend and I yeah. loved it. Like you're doing, you're doing house stuff, hanging out with the kids. But, um, I think I just need that reset like every weekend or just random times where it's like, I just gotta be away from people like at my desk, maybe with the door shut, like nobody coming in the office saying like, those are nice days. Like you get and, stuff done. And some days I just like talk to people all day long, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's like that mental, like you got to check out a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise you're, like, burn, you're burning the candle at both ends. Um, so Going back to the, like, let's go back a little bit on the start. So you're, again, you're third generation? Yes. And so that was your family. Did you have background or were you first generation? First, yeah. I grew up on a potato farm, so. So ironically, our grandmothers were best friends. And they, so (laughs) both, yeah, so both of our grandfathers were potato farmers. And then in, I believe, 1960, my grandfather opened up, um, would have been Pontiac Buick GMC store then. And he actually sold potatoes out of the dealership. Like that's kind of how it, how it was. And then my, there were seven kids in my dad's family, mm-hmm. two, six boys and one girl. Um, and him and his brother got into the car business. And then, so in Grand Falls, a town that we were in, my uncle stayed at the, um, he took over the Pontiac Buick GMC store. And then in 1990, would have been the year I was born, is when my father opened up the Chev store. Same town? Yes. Okay. So, yeah. So, both General Motors, but two separate stores. And then, so my uncle has two sons who are also in it. And they have four stores. If I can count four, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then my, so my oldest brother has a store in Summerside PEI. Um, and then my other brother, so he'll take the store um, that we just left, CYV. My father will never retire. Um, and then I can say it now because it's true is my sister. Um, she was the Canadian version of a public defender. Um, okay. Her husband is in the car business as well. And then so she just retired and is coming into uh, the car business. So all four kids will be in the car business. Of your kid or your yeah. siblings. Yeah. So 
was that always the plan for you to do that? No, no. Like, I joke that so I told I'm, I'm totally yeah, like no, you guys. This is great. So, what, what it, so what was your plan? I had told, so we, like in my fantasy, as soon as you turned 13, you started washing cars. So every Saturday, snow day, summer break, Christmas break, it was, you were at the dealership, you were working. And so I used to always joke that I, you know, I hated it. And then, but of course, during, you know, you get to university and then um, I went to go work at a Toyota dealership in Moncton, so it had been two and a half hours away. Um, working in service and then kind of kept going to school and every, you know, Saturday and summer break and Christmas break would always come back and keep working. And then, so when I finished my, uh, bachelor's degree, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. So I was like, Oh, I don't know if I want to go in the car business. Anyway, so I went to do my master's and then that was like a one year accelerated program. And what was, what was, was your BA in the, um, so that was bachelor of business, um, with, like honors in marketing and concentration in finance. I still feel like I know nothing about finance. <laughs> and um, then I went and did an MBA in general management. And then, so ironically, all the projects I did during my MBA all related back to the car business. So I was like, oh, wow, maybe I really do enjoy this. And um, we were dating at the time and he was working in the car business. So I came back and kind of stuck with it ever since. So I always joke to my father that, you know, the the plan B was car business. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. So now I joke that who knew plan B meant Brennan. So. <laughs> That's good. I, uh, it's funny. I, the, uh, no, so starting out young and then obviously getting in, I think, yeah, that, that's because your almost, father's in real estate too. It's right? almost the same. Yeah. And it was, I remember telling him, I'm like, I, I think I said in high school one time, I'm like, I'm never doing real estate. He's like, oh yeah, sounds good. Like he never pushed me to do real he estate. He knew. <laughs> well, he, no, and what was funny was the only reason I went into real estate is I used to serve ice cream. So I've had two jobs in my life. I served ice cream and I've done real estate <laughs> since I was 14 years old. So same when we got working papers. That's basically, I guess, mowing lawns, but that was... Uh, right. So um, I ended up sitting there one time and I, I was in college. I think it was my last year. I think it was seven, no, 2010. And I remember like looking out, it was really sunny out. And it was nice. It was middle of summer. It was like probably two, three in the afternoon. And I, for some reason, I just had this idea. I'm like, I wonder how many hours a day I actually work. Meaning I'm there for say eight, eight and a half hours. How much of those is actually productive? Mm -hmm. I mean, if I did three hours, that was probably a lot out of eight because most of the time you're just sitting waiting for people. Um, If it was busy, yeah, you're serving people. But really it was like small town. So You'd kind of get this trickle effect of cars. Maybe you had two people and then maybe in the evenings a little quicker. And you would prep stuff and you would, you know, do kind of like the prep work for the the night and all that stuff. But even said if I was to come in and do every single one of those job tasks all the way through from start to finish, how long would it take? I'm like, say three hours. I'm like, I could work basically from one to four every day. Right. Do the same amount of work, peace out at four o'clock and have my four to nine completely free to go hang out with family, friends, summer, all that stuff. So I remember sitting there, I'm like, I'm never going to work an hourly job in my life. Because I'm like, I didn't like it. I'm like, so I ended up telling my dad, I'm like, do you mind if I get my real estate license? Like I asked him permission. I was like, do you mind if I get my real estate license? He's like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Go ahead. Like, do, I'll figure it out. Like Google it. Like he didn't. Like, yeah. So I ended up uh, doing it. And that's how I got in as my plan B basically. And I ended up really hating my internship in college mm-hmm. with, with my degree, which just like kept, because I already had my license in real estate. So then I was like, I'm going to do this to figure out what I want to do. I'm going to do real estate until I figure out what I want to do. Yeah. Well, that was 10 years ago. So here I am still. So yeah. But <laughs> so how did you get in the car business? Uh, so 
I grew yeah, like I said, my, uh, I grew up on a potato farm. I guess my dad farms with his brother, and then I went to agriculture college. I had uh, I was the youngest of four. My three older siblings all went to. Uh, it's funny they went to the same university. It was about probably six hours away from where we grew up. And then the uh, the agriculture college I went to uh, was just one hour short of that. So I just I told people I just got off of the bus a little early, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I didn't know what I wanted to do, and um, I knew at the time I wasn't real dialed into going to university, and so I played a little bit of hockey and went started out a community college, and then after the first semester I switched over to agriculture college i guess and um figured i'd just go back and farm and and uh i went back um after i finished and i was working on the farm for about a year and at the time my dad would have been probably 54 55 and his his uh brother who was farming with is a little younger than that and um the winter is a little bit slow on the farm but uh so i thought you know maybe i'll uh try something different and I guess I, our family kind of knew her family and, and, uh, her dad actually called my father and, uh, joke that we're modern day arranged marriage. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, so you didn't know each other at the time. Well, like we knew of each other. other. We had a lot of mutual friends, but never really. Yeah. 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 And, uh, anyways, he just, he asked if, uh, he asked my father if I'd be interested in, um, and maybe talking to him. And, and so I said, well, I get, you know, maybe I'll try something else. I got lots of time to, to, uh, come back. My dad would be at it for a while. And, and so anyways, I, I went down and started, um, I guess in Canada, there's the May long weekend, May two, four, they call it. And Memorial and, Day uh, weekend. Here. Oh, yep. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> we've anyway, converted. So, uh, I started then and you were studying abroad that semester, I think. And you came back and you worked in sales. You started in June. June? Yeah. And then, Anyways, we went, uh, we actually went away on a sales course that, that summer. And then that's when we started dating and didn't tell her father for a little bit. Until I went back to school. <laughs> we weren't sure how that was going to go over. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, the rest is history. So, um, been doing it ever since my, uh, I have a, one of my brothers is back home. He's farming just down the road, I guess, from my, from my father. So him and his brother are still at it. And, and my brother's farming back there. One brother's a teacher. And then. I have a sister um, working for the government, I guess. In, in, uh, Canadian government? Yeah. 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 Working in change management. She's on maternity right now, so but she'll be going back soon. That's pretty wild, though. Like how everything just kind of clicked together. <laughs> yeah. So, but, and then I, I guess owning a dealership, when did you want to, when did you get the itch to own a dealership? Kind of when we get married, like two. 16 so well something came up before right after I finished school in like 2014 and um it was I would have just been getting started back again full time and um it was in a smaller area so we were like oh we'll we'll stay where we are and kind of get things going there um and then so I guess yeah 216 when we got married was kind of really my oldest brother got his store in 2015 um it was really like after he did that, then we were sort of like, well, maybe we should, uh, yeah, it's, we, we knew it was probably a little more longer term, but take a lot. Yeah. He took, you know, he at. looked for a store for eight years. So we we're like, okay, we better start now and see where we wind <laughs> up in eight years. And how long did the search take in total? 
before you well, say Plattsburgh? Yeah, pretty much. It's, oh, so we found out about Plattsburgh. It took nine, from the day we found out about it, it was nine months till we um, closed on the store. So that's ironically talking about, you know, the, the, the changes and how easy, easy it is to do things. I'm like, it, that happening during COVID was hard. We had insane challenges getting through the border and being able to travel, but it was, you had so many meetings with accountants and lawyers and cross-border, you know, immigration lawyers, corporate lawyers, uh, Canadian accountants, U.S. accountants, and then plus with the broker, plus with General Motors, and it was so many meetings that you had to have, but it kind of worked out perfectly because everyone was set up for Zoom. Yeah. Like, you know, everyone knew how to do it when we bought our house. It was done online through, like, e-contracting. So that mm-hmm. stuff was, uh, you know, it was a, a, a blessing and a curse kind of all at once. But so when we first wanted to go, we found out about it in March, and had COVID not been a thing, we could have been on a plane the next week and gone to see it or hopped in the car, drove the eight hours and come see it. Um, but we couldn't, at the time, you weren't allowed to leave the province unless it was for um, essential reasons. Mm-hmm. So we had, it took me three weeks to, I had to call um, the U.S. Customs to kind of like, you know, figure out what documentation do we need to be let into the U.S., and then when we, New Brunswick, if you left New Brunswick, even if it was for essential reasons, when you came back, you had to quarantine for 14 days. But at that time, right before we were about to leave, New Brunswick had a mandatory hotel isolation, meaning you had to isolate in a designated hotel for seven days and then go to your house for seven days. And then like in the meantime, they, so then it was like, figure out a plan for that. And then they came out and said, um, as long as you're in like your house is a standalone home, you're not in an apartment building, you can quarantine in your house. It's like, okay, we're good to go. Well, then you find out only those who leave the province can quarantine with each other. So our kids who are at, who are two and six months old at the time, they weren't going to be able to quarantine with us. And we're like, you know, it's not like they're school age and worry about us sending them to school. I was still nursing the youngest one. I'm like, I need to be near them. Anyway, they wouldn't let us. So it was because we were going to go through the States first. And then anyway, so it was, we called like the chief medical officer, every government you know provincial government person we could like just begging for an exception there was no exception and then anyway when it was the day before we left and I I said okay if if they leave the province can they isolate with us yes so I said okay we're gonna go through Quebec so Shay and my father and myself ended up leaving for through Quebec to go to Plattsburgh we came for two nights and on the way back, my mother, who was watching our kids, had to drive them two hours to the New Brunswick-Quebec border, meet us, get into, like, switch vehicles, and then drive back into New Brunswick. Just and, to say you all crossed the border. Yes, <laughs> just to be able to isolate in our own homes with our own children for 14 days. It's so silly. Like, oh, my gosh. It's, it's it was like crazy. logic comes through. It's like, yeah. why? Like, that, that's okay. Like, I don't know. Those, yeah, good times. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> So, so did, that was COVID. <laughs> so so you, you were able to see the actual place before you bought it. Yes. Oh, yeah, yes. That was kind of yeah. like we found out about it. So, you know, you do your, you know, your, your market research and look at sales history numbers, all that stuff. And then it was, you know, so it's like, okay, do you, you know, w- would you like to go for that store? Yes. Then it's like, okay, do you want to move your family there and raise your family there? Because, you know, if you're, if you're going to buy that store, you're going to move there and that's where you're going to raise your kids. Um, so that was the first trip was essentially, do you like the area? And literally, so I joked to Shay, I'm like, we came in, was it exit 87? Um, or 37, the one that'll take you right on route three, 37. Anyway. And I just saw like the consumer square with like 
all the stores. And I was like, this is it. We're moving. <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings got you. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that's what happens when you grow up in a really small town. <laughs> So it's more than sell. a diner. This is great. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, so what, was there other people in the running for the store? Uh, I don't we know. don't really know. It's not yeah, really they kind of. I don't think. Oh, okay. Yeah, but so, but that's so. Yeah, we came in mid-May and then had everything signed by July. And then it's funny because it's like the whole nine months is you know you you see it happening happening and you know it's going to happen, but you know that there's going to be like 500 roadblocks along the way. So it was like, you know, immigration. Are we even allowed to to buy the business and live there and work there? And, you know, what if we get kicked out of the country and we can't get to our business? Um, And then it was uh, getting the dealer license. Well, you can't get the dealer license until you buy the business. Well, you can't buy the business until you figure immigration out. So it was kind of like, you know, chicken and egg. Yeah back and forth 20 times but and then we came in july to do a trip to find a place to live and find daycare for the kids mm. and that was like i think i cried the whole way home from that say, trip that both trip of was those a bust not, not, uh, <laughs> no, supply, oh so. but then funny enough the next um the next week we had scheduled like a family vacation and then where the kids are napping we're having a zoom meeting with accountants and lawyers and then the we got the call saying the house that we had been looking at just became available so like oh and then a month later we had daycare for the oldest but not the youngest and then the daycare was like hey we now have a spot for your youngest so i was like oh thank god the caesar party everything's yeah. yes yeah so it took uh, it was a, a roller coaster of of nine months and then even moving here we thought that we would meet we thought that we would get here before the moving truck unpack everything then go back and get the kids but at that time it was october and it was like, it kind of looked like the borders might be closing again. So oh, we're like, yeah, yeah. oh, so it was just yeah. kind of like, we went to work that morning, gathered all our stuff, said goodbye to everyone, grabbed the kids and met the moving truck at the border. Was uh, both families very supportive of moving? Or was that is that tough? Because you're, I mean, you're in a family business. So like obviously taking both yes. of you out of a family business, like yeah. you're in a small business and you take out two key players. It's like... It's probably a good opportunity for you, but obviously. Yes, yeah. My family knew it like that was kind of, you know, when once everyone's in the car business, the goal is to, you know, eventually get your own store. So we knew that everyone kind of eventually would get their own store. We just didn't know who would stay and who would go or where they would go. Mm-hmm. Um, so my family understood it. Um, yeah, mine was, uh, it was a bit of more of a shock, I would say, just because, yeah. uh, you know, your family's in the business and, and uh, I guess everything is, when you're when you're trying to find a business to buy, everything's a kind of hush hush until you start making some progress on something, and and uh, so it was definitely a shock that uh, you we know I think f- my my parents knew that we were looking, but I think you know in our original plan, like we said earlier, was to stay closer to you know in the in the Maritimes, and and uh, and then so it was definitely a shock when yeah. it was kind of like hey we might be moving, we don't know where or when, and then it was like. Okay, we're leaving the country. <laughs> I was gonna say, is leaving was leaving the country odd for your family? Uh, been in the yeah, industry? that was and like we never even imagined. That's why I'm like I keep saying like this was you know the best decision we've ever made, like more than our wildest dreams um, to be in the U.S. because it's it's the land of opportunity. <laughs> we love it here. Um, so that was and that was never something that we thought of. Like you just figured Atlantic Canada and kind of that's you know that's it's where you grow up. It's kind of yeah, it's like that box yeah, you're in. Just yeah. Do you find, like, how, I, like, I always look at Canada as, like, not to 
you know, put down the country. Like I love Canada, but like I always just think like Canada's always like the little sibling of U.S. because they're close, they're neighbors. But like, um, you know, we have bigger cities. We have just wait, like everything's just amplified in the U.S. Mm-hmm. That, and you see so many people come to the U.S. Like I have friends in Canada that come and travel. Or um, I got a really good friend. He's a, a broker up in uh, Calgary, and he'll come down and he's like Mr. U.S. when he's down here. He's Canada, yeah. so we always give him crap. But like, <laughs> but they like love coming down. He takes vacations yeah. down here. And I'm like, no offense, I've literally only been to Montreal in Canada. Like right. I don't go to. I've never been to Toronto. I've never been to Ottawa. I've never been like I'd love to, but right. Um, so I, do you find that, does it feel that way when you come to the U.S. that it just seems like you're in a more, I'm going to say more prominent country, I don't, but like just a bigger, like more, uh, it's just, yeah. The, it's, yeah, it's the masses, like there's just more people. I mean, in Canada, there's what, like 36, 37 million people maybe, and what is there in the States, like 350 yeah. million? Yeah. yeah. So it's just, there's everywhere just, you go, there's just like, more people and more stuff, so. Was that 100 to 1, roughly? Did I do that yeah, math yeah, completely wrong? That, 30 to 1, no. 100 to 1? That sounds good to me. You're the finance person, right? Yeah, she, she's going to be the head. She's not. Yes, we're good. Um, uh, but so, yeah, but like it, five, one weekend we went to, you know, you're in New York City and it's five hours away and it's like, you know, a five, you could go to Halifax, Nova Scotia, which is a beautiful area, but it's not New York City. So now it's like, oh my gosh, our, our weekend trips are New York or even just to go to Montreal for the weekend. It's And even, you know, I talk about, raising raising kids and working at the same time like i can order groceries before i get home and it gets delivered you don't have time to cook supper you can DoorDash whatever you want it doesn't have to be just pizza yeah like it's life is just a lot more convenient here and then so the joke in canada is like when you go online looking to shop for something well you know only ships in the u.s only ships in the u.s so now Everyone's trying to ship stuff to us because they can't get it in Canada. And then they Venmo you or not Venmo. Right? Yeah, no. Oh my God. What was it? I mean, $30 ship it up to us. <laughs> um, now, when you, when you came here, so the staff or everybody else at Night Automotive, when, when you bought it, did a lot of those people transition to, to you or do you have to yep. like bring in a crew? Like how does that no, work? No, we didn't. We just had ourselves. So that's that was kind of the, the challenge almost. Like had we stayed in Canada, it would have been much easier to you know, bring, bring people with us to mm-hmm. help. Um, but it's not necessarily to replace people just to add to the staff. We yeah. generally like to carry a larger staff than most dealerships, just cause you can be a lot more accommodating to your staff. Um, when you don't always have to worry about being short staffed. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just us. Um, and, uh, but no, we got really lucky with the staff, the staff that's there and most of them are still there and we've grown the staff. So that was, they really helped us kind of get, you know, acclimated and used to how things run. And so, how many people work at at your building? There's a dealership? little over forty now. There was twenty five when we started. That's wild. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's between parts, service, sales. Yeah, yeah. Just everything. everything. Reconditioning. Yeah. Detail. And, yeah. Um. Wow, that's crazy. I didn't think it was that and many people at dealership. That's yeah. pretty. That's pretty. Yeah, yeah. yeah it takes a lot to it make t- it yeah, go around. Yeah, it takes a lot to, and we're we're. But still that's not, the thing about the dealership that done. <laughs> you know people see a dealership and you think car sales, but there really is. You know, there's a service department so you need technicians you need service advisors and you need parts and people to clean the cars and administration staff accounting all that stuff so well i'm sure a lot of those positions too like um especially when you're in service like you have to know how to do it it's not like like i can go in and i'm like i can learn it but i don't know what i'm doing so you got to have some type of training or yeah but i mean even more so than like hey fill out this document do this like you actually have hands-on training yeah i don't know so i'm like i always talk about our technicians i'm like they're they're, they're car doctors. Like they yeah. need to know everything. And you know, their patients, the cars can't 
really tell them what's wrong. It's, you know, you're going off well, like, of... And people don't tests. change. Yeah. The body doesn't change, but yeah, cars, cars change every year. So Yeah, so it's they, always the, the you know, lear- learning about what's job. new, the new parts. Do you have the right tools? How um, how often do things change? In the, like, is it each season a new car comes out? Is it like pretty different from the year prior? Or um, is there no. times... No, they run in cycles. So, yeah, it, in, so every year you're going to get, you know, one or two that are like completely changing, but... Well, like anytime, because like a lease would be typically what three years most time, thirty six months. Yeah, a yeah. long time. Like yeah. So I remember my first couple cars I'd get, and I'd bring them in every three years. And was like, in, I don't pay attention to the car industry. So like every third year, I was like, wow, that's now standard, or you have that. But yeah, like, yeah, over in three, three years, years it would go a lot. Yeah, yeah. which is crazy because I mean you start going down. I forgot what I had a, I had a couple CRVs back to back, and I remember getting this is this is awesome. I hate car shopping like i just people probably hate real estate shopping too it's like the same but like it's a necessity so i remember going and i got a car the first time i hate doing this it's just time and i'm like i don't really care Mm -hmm. the second time i went in i was like listen i just want i'm turning it in just gonna be the exact same car the newer version and he's like okay and then i went to go pick it up and i got in the car i'm like all right cool thanks he goes do you want to like drive it like show let me show you because i had already bought it didn't test drive it and i'm just like just give it to me and uh i'm like no i should be good right he goes well, there's some new stuff. So I'm like, okay. So I ended up just driving around the block basically. And he kind of showed me some stuff. And it was, there was quite a bit in three yeah. years. I'm just impatient. I'm just like, give it to me. I don't care. Like, give me the yeah. keys. I'm just heading out. I got to go to something. So, but uh, yeah, there was a <laughs> Kids lot. Kids are crying. Yeah. It was just <laughs> yeah. amazing. Like in three years, how much actually had changed. I, just, yeah. I was oblivious. But um, what's the last thing that was changed in a car where you got excited? Oh, that's, about a, good a, feature. that's a really good question. Like where you actually felt like, Oh well, I'm actually kind of giddy over this. So like when I super, when I started, it was like, yeah, when I started, it was like starting to get some backup cameras, but it was like a little tiny one in the rearview mirror. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Yep. And now like the most basic basic car has a backup camera, but yeah, we just went to uh, uh, Buick GMC had a like a dealer conference, and we got to do some new product stuff and. And uh, we got to try out the Super Cruise on the Sierra Denali Ultimate. So you literally, we get out on the freeway and on the steering wheel, it'll kind of like read your eyes, make sure that you are like watching. You can't just like fall asleep while it drives, but (laughs) you just got to like sit there in the driver's seat. But it, uh, you put on Super Cruise and it was just going by itself. It was passing cars and pulling out, pulling in and slowing down, speeding up. It's like and, the uh, Simpsons episode of Homer on autopilot. He's like, I think he was driving a transport or something. But I was like, <laughs> we're actually here. So yeah. This is. This I was gonna say, it. so how? Um, so it was merging all by itself. Oh yeah. Yeah, it'll yeah. pull out in the lane and just go. But it's like now you can drive. So like obviously that would you know will kind of help you steer. And then you have like your your lane keep assist. So if you have that on, if the car starts to veer into one lane or the other, it'll kind of bring it back. So you stay in the lane. You have adaptive cruise control, so you don't even have to hit the brakes. The cars will, the car will just kind of oh yeah, yep. adjust itself. The yeah. Buick Enclave now has a massage seat. Yeah, that's that's next. Yeah. And the Envision, yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, so does does it follow like would it merge off and take a right turn and left turn? Is it just kind of more through way driving? Uh, uh, more through way, I would say. Yeah. 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 That's pretty cool though. But I'm like, eventually, you probably could just punch in the address and. <laughs> It'll well, take that, you there. Well, what I've always thought is like if it gets to that point, like I'm all down. I'm down for it because like if you think about just even traveling for like a 20 minute appointment, if I could just sit there and someone can basically a chauffeur oh, yeah. like, bring you there. I'm like, as long as I have like Wi-Fi and stuff and I can like do stuff on my computer, I'm like, yeah. you just get so much more time back in the day. Yeah. yeah. Just because of commuting. I mean, I 
I try to listen to like a lot of like audiobooks in the car and podcasts. Like, so I'm trying to like learn stuff as I drive around. So I'm not just like mindlessly listening to music, but um, it'd still be cool to actually productively like if you got to write stuff out or fill something out or do something, you do it in the car ride. Yeah. yeah. So more so, productive. Um, that was a good question. I don't think it's, anyone's ever asked me that before. And is is the Denali? That's like the 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 highest level. That's an SUV, yes. but like that's like the the upper like. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like, like a, a flagship kind of. Yeah, they call it. I guess it's really it's like a sub brand now for GMC. So you can get a Denali as a it's a trim level that you can get on basically every model that they make. So you know you can get a get it on a Terrain or an Acadia or Sierra. Canyon. So, so Denali is just the name that they would Yukon. classify as yeah. like the, the like highest the, the level. Premium, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The premium. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we had a, a friend. She had a, I'm trying to think what she had. It was Denali, but what was the, it was the SUV of the, of the Yukon. Probably. You get, well, you can get a Terrain, Acadia, Yukon. It might have been, might have been a Yukon XL. Denali. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. yeah. I think she had a Yukon Denali and it's this big black car and it looked, it looked like she was like Secret Service. Yeah. <laughs> and it was right about See him the, in the movies. And it was like, I mean, it was, it had every bell and whistle that you could imagine on this thing. And, and she, she's a dink, which means dual income, no kids. <laughs> yeah. We learned that here. Yeah. yeah. So she, uh, they, they, they definitely could, could afford it. And she was, uh, she was driving and it was, remember the pod t- Tide Pod Challenge. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Never like, did it, thankfully. No, but no, no, I remember seeing it. You got a yeah. brain. You're, you're good. So th- yeah. So basically, people don't know. Like I think kids were like eating Tide Pods and got them high, which I don't know. I don't know why they would do it, but whatever. Um, so we used to just joke that she was dealing Tide Pods. This was back when I was, <laughs> so, I was like, "This is a Tide Pod machine." But it was a it was a pretty slick car. Um, it, it's like I just like the I just like like black SUVs yeah. because yeah. they just remind me of like They're Secret Service. Or yeah. yeah, yeah, they look yeah. cool. Um, so at where you guys are, so it's GMC and Buick are the two that you cars that you sell. Yes, and you own two the, brands. Yep. Any other model you carry would just be like a used car. Uh, yeah, so yeah. those are the brands, and then for use inventory, we try to carry all the off makes as well because yeah, everyone's. Uh, so you could, I mean, that's 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 uh, like kosher for you guys. Like you could pull in like a Ford or, or like a Honda or something. Yeah, and still absolutely. Sell it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, there's not a whole lot I know about car. I mean, I know a little bit, but not. It's all right. That's what we're here for. Oh, car and track. There. There you go. <laughs> um, so, do you guys have a like a preference over GMC or Buick? Or does it not really um, matter? What's well, kind of funny, so in, in Canada, we always grew up, like, in, it's rare to see a standalone Buick GMC store in Canada. Like, usually you have you have Chev Buick GMC. Oh, yeah. Okay. So to us, it was kind of... They're in the bigger city. Yeah, yeah, markets. bigger cities, you'll see standalones. But growing up, we always, to us, General Motors was General Motors. It was Chev Buick GMC, and there was never much of a difference between Chev and, and GMC. And then now, we both keep saying, like, now that we're only... Buick and GMC, like we see the difference in the GMC compared to Chevrolet, but because GMC is, you know, premium grade, it's supposed to be General Motors next level up. Um, so mind you, there's a lot more GMCs around than Buick. So I guess comparing GMC to Buick, we're more, I like trucks, so I like GMCs. <laughs> so <Yeah>. GMCs, <laughs> I'm guessing is better seller for you guys too, or more popular? Uh, volume wise, yeah. yeah. If you just look at, you know, market share in general, GMC is definitely, mm-hmm. definitely But the more, Buicks so. are they're beautiful yeah so which cars do you drive i have a sierra yeah so oh you have to the truck yes yes yeah so when we actually when we came here i had had a vehicle in canada but when we moved here we oh, just brought one vehicle t- and so <laughs> no, what did you uh, sell in canada yeah we had uh we had a had a pontiac torrent so yeah. anyway oh, so is that we, older or newer than g6 oh, it, it'd be uh, the same uh, uh yeah it was an 07 
Okay, yes. Nine. Nine. Oh, was nine. it 09? Yeah. Oh, oh, Tori, I might have clipped you by a year. Yeah. You yeah. got an 07. Our kid, and, uh, well, he is still, but was very obsessed with the color red. And so maybe like two months after we moved here, he goes, where did... Where did Tortorwent go? Want the wed car? Want the wed car? Like, didn't clue in that, you know, we live somewhere different now and you haven't seen that car in three months. <laughs> yeah, and so the, uh, yeah, that vehicle was uh, a lease. So we still, we brought one vehicle with us. And so I've just been driving basically a used vehicle. You know, I was going to say something different every couple of weeks. Not but. a bad gig. Yeah. <laughs> we only live a mile and a half from the dealerships. So uh, some yeah. people, it's funny, some people are in the business and they're not really into cars, but like, I, I really, I'm, I'm into cars, so. I like My to... father drives a 2013 Impala. <laughs> really? Like the door, yeah. I'm like, it's, but he, to him, the Impala is the best car that's ever made. Yeah. It is very comfortable, but it's just fun. That's so fun. Yeah. You know what's, I actually have a buddy who has an Impala and same thing. It's like. They are like, nice. He likes, yeah. yeah. Like I've never drove one, but like same thing. The seats so, are like comfy, like a couch. <laughs> it's, yeah. So what was, what was the best model of, so, sorry, Buick and GMC, you had back it was chevy buick and gmc so yes. you, had all, you did carry all three so yeah. what what was your favorite car model or year out of all of those because you said like impala was there one that like stuck out and like man that was like the like i always loved the monte carlo those were cool but that was i think he means like well one that, that we would have sold though that would have been well no like, yeah, like one that you guys <laughs> had but you're like this was like my favorite one that we had because i always think like there's certain like shoes that i like and my shoes that i wear all the time I think they came out like eight years ago and they've had a bunch of models since, but like that's still my favorite shoe to the point right. where I buy them off of like eBay and buy them off of like, mm-hmm. like try to track them down. Yeah. Like don't I, make I don't, them like they used to. No. And they're just, if there's something about them, I'm like, why would they ever change these? These are the best ones. So like, that's, that's what I'm saying. Is there ever a car that you guys look at and like, man, that like 2015, whatever was the best truck or best, whatever they made. Mm. It's funny. I don't know. I, I cars change so much. And especially in the last, I think they've probably changed more in the last, eight years and they have in the previous 80 like there's so much stuff oh, that they keep yeah. adding to them so um i i don't know i i get excited every year when all the new stuff comes out and so it's it's hard to look back at one and say like that was the one because to me it's always like whatever's coming it's the it's better that yeah. newest one but I, I don't know if i had to pick one it'd be uh i think it'd be your friend's uh tide pod machine the the yukon yeah. denali it's hard to beat that's really that's that's sick. up there We'll have to customize one and call it the Tide Pod. <laughs> it was, just make it all uh, yeah. orange and blue, whatever, red and blue. Um, well, it's like, do you play golf, either of you? I, He's a bachelor party golfer. Yeah, yeah. I don't get out much. I, 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 someday I'll, I'll have more time to get out. Well, but like, We want to learn. It's like, well, yeah, it's good. yeah, that's a good first step. The, it's like clubs, certain things. Like if you used to play, I'm like, man, I wish they made that wedge still, that driver. So, right. yeah, funny you say that. I'm into hockey, I guess. And so they just released, uh, they, you know, one of the first one-piece sticks was the Easton Synergy. And so oh, like I'm, when you're, I'm, do you yeah. remember that? I, high school age first? Yes. Yep. Because I had a bunch of boys. We would have been, hockey we would have been like, you're 32? Yes. Yeah. So we would have been like grade like five, five, seven, six. eight, nine when like those were coming out, and then and so yeah. that was like the holy grail of hockey sticks. Like yep. that was the biggest I, thing from like the since the like the Gretzky again? aluminum one. What was the brand? Easton. Easton. Okay, I remember the synergy name. Yeah. And so Bauer actually recently just did a remake or whatever of, of this Easton synergy, and then was and it, so it, it like kind of limited edition. Was that the first like carbon quantity? fiber? Like it was the first yeah. one piece composite stick. Yeah, yeah. And it was, so well, it was a big deal. They just like remade them. Bauer just remade them on the website, and and uh, and so, anyways, I got one, and and then I had a, my buddy from uh, they wouldn't ship it to Canada. <laughs> my buddy had to message me and and uh, to get a couple, so I brought brought a couple back. Do you uh, play? Uh, do you play the beer leagues here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Or do you, so, pl- do you play at Can-Am or do you play in Chase So there, right now there's a, there's a good skate on, um, at Can-Am and okay. then, uh, in the winter I've been playing, um, there's some, there's a group like Tuesday nights that I've been getting up to more so just the way the schedule work uh, in Chase Z. Scott's. And, yep. yep. And then, uh, and then there was like Such the a odd cool league. <laughs> yeah. I can't even remember now. It was only winter, coop. but I think yeah. it's, chicken, yeah. is it heated? No, it's not heated. Not that I know. Of. Still cold. I mean, it used to have no roof on it too. Like, wow. It was, yeah, I think they call it like, like, Nick there's a like cool the story there, right? Eh? With like the NHLPA, I think. They did something. There yeah. was some kind of grant they got. And, uh, so basically the Scotch rinks and Chase A, but it was named after, I believe, I might, I hope I had the story right. There was two boys, I, th- I believe, that got killed in a car accident, both named Scott. So oh, they wow. call it Scott's Rink. So I think the two boys, I think they weren't brothers. I think they both just played hockey and they kind of a fluke thing. Um, but they end up calling it the Scotch Rink. And I remember when they built it, I was I was young. I was probably, you know, 10, 11, something like 9, 10, 11, something like that. And then, uh, but it's really grown. So like, that's kind of a premier. I mean, it's like a, I mean, it's down dirt road. Like, in, in that's my hometown. And uh, yeah, like I said, there's, it's it's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. There's a great bunch out there. So it's a. Uh... Yeah, you got the, I'm assuming the Drews and the Gays and yep. all them. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So they're Great the Drews bunch. are all the chicken farmers. I don't maybe they call it the chicken coop, but they're they're, they're <laughs> super nice people. But uh, they play pretty hard too. Oh yeah, so those guys yeah. they're no spring chickens. They, they've, been playing, <laughs> they've been playing for years and years and years, but they're uh, they're all in really good shape and they 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 uh, they bust tail out there. Oh, so yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was kind of one of the first like spots you met people when we first got yeah. here. Yeah, because we moved in October. We thought we were gonna closed on the store in november and it kept getting pushed but we could the confidentiality clause was still in so we couldn't talk about why we were in plattsburgh yeah so it's kind of like that was weird yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was you felt like socially awkward because you, you couldn't what really you carry here? on a Traveling conversation <laughs> yeah like, so he started playing hockey and it was like did anyone ask why you're here and he's like no so i think you get through like maybe three just say you worked at Stewart's or nights. something They're like yeah i'm the new guy <laughs> yeah. at Stewart's. Like, oh okay i see you tomorrow morning we work on route three <laughs> um that's good. Um, and so you do ski or don't? Do. Do. Yeah. Do we, but you both ski? Yeah. Yep. I'm more into the upper ski, but I ski. <laughs> That's cross country? No, upper ski is hanging out in the bar afterwards. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I but like yeah. that. The lodger. Oh, lodger. Yeah. Um, but he's like, him, well, him, his brothers, his dad, they're very good skiers. He won't say it. But so when you follow them down the trail, like I feel like I'm getting the work out of my life and they just make it look so easy. So usually I'll go off to like a groom trail with no, no people on it. And then that I enjoy because it's more leisurely. But is there, how, what's the closest mountain to home, your hometown? So funny, like living on the border, we were actually the same distance. There was a one in Canada and one across, over cross as we call it <laughs> in the States. Um, over yonder in big rock in big rock uh, or it's called big rock in myers hill maine and so um that's where that's where we would go to mostly is is actually in maine I'm skiing it was about a half hour away so have you skied whiteface yet or you said not, not yet. yet we've so. been there probably like six yeah, times I've been there, but every just, time someone comes we're like okay we're gonna go to like lake placid and stop by whiteface and we did the gondola me, but, yeah. a few weeks ago with the kids that was cool uh, definitely this winter we have a you're more than welcome to come we we have like a I don't know what day we used to do Wednesdays and I get shifted to Fridays, but we have like a standalone, like we go in the morning. So we're usually up there for like first chair oh, or nice. depending on how quickly we drop the kids off and get first school. <laughs> yeah. So we get up there early and we'll try to typically ski in the morning. We usually get back by like noon. Oh yeah. Oh, that's so nice. I'm saying if you ever, if you ever uh, want a group of people, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's uh local professionals with kids 
club, I guess. Awesome. I yeah. We just I'll get be up early because that. that's the only time we can yeah. skate. So. <laughs> but no, Whiteface is Whiteface is pretty fun. I mean, it's uh, I I I I recently kind of picked it up. Like I haven't I didn't really ski much as a kid. Um, but Vermont's like I guess where you're supposed to go. Right. Yeah. A lot of people we talk to like Smugglers yeah, Notch and Stowe. Yeah. Which one? JP. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a lot of like hot like very nice i guess it snows better over there or something but i only know white face but like white face turns into they call it ice face i ice heard face, ice face yeah, yeah. yeah. i heard we're, titus we're is really good the with the lingo. for the kids and yeah. stuff titus too is so awesome so if you go to tight the the cool thing about titus they have tubing which is fun um which is literally you just slide down and then you grab your tube and coat with like magic carpet it brings up. you up nice. yeah but they have a nice little lodge there and then they have um little cabanas down like um the bunny hill oh yeah so you kind of go in and there's we went there last year once. I think they have a little heater in there, a table, a couple couches, and uh, you bring like food and hang out. Mm-hmm. There's bathrooms there, so like the kids, nice. if they're like cold or if yeah, they just nice. want to yeah. kind of chill out or take a nap, you can put, bring them there. Um, but that's that's cool. It's a smaller mountain, but if you're like kids are learning to ski yeah. or yeah. you're just kind of chilling, or if you have people that aren't really at like like Whiteface is pretty intimidating. Like it's yeah, a, it's a pretty steep mountain. So if you go to Titus, it's way more gradual. And yeah, you can pretty much get anybody. Like first time on skis, go to Titus. Okay. So it's cool, and that's a decent little drive out there too. You've been to Malone? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it's yep. it's uh, it's it's pretty fun. But the tubing's cool too. Like nobody skis, you just go down on the tube. It's like like I said, it's hopefully it's a good like kind of fast day. You go and yeah. it's like kind of warm. It be you know a yeah, little sticky, a little sticky. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So what what uh what else have you guys done in Plattsburgh like over because less than a year mm-hmm. in like yeah we had I keep saying like I mean, is it how just mostly the work or do you guys get out that, like, well, a lot of it's like the chamber here is incredible yeah like the after hours, um and then ADKYP yeah Adirondack Young Professionals yeah. um we've been to those events and then yeah we do a lot of the chamber stuff but it's just nice to have rotary, like at least yeah. one a month Rotary we're in um so it's just kind of nice to we've been able to get out and meet so many people so quickly was and that everyone's a, just was that a goal of yours to do or is that common where you were from yeah no the so where we're from okay i kind of always tell people it's you know great town great people there just wasn't as many events going on so if you weren't really from there it was almost really hard to meet people unless you met someone who purposely tried to make sure you met new meet new people mm-hmm. Um, but here it was, you know, we went to our first after hours, like yeah. on day two of work. Um, and then since then it's just been so how did meeting you, people. How'd you find out about those events? Um, just... well, Rich Knight took us to, yeah. um, oh, gotcha. okay. yeah, to the first after hours. Um, and then we joined the chamber. Um, and then Megan Whedon got us into ADKYP, mm-hmm. um, Rotary. We had never joined in New Brunswick, but my father and brother were in it. Um, so we kind of knew that we wanted to, to join that when we got here. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? That's pretty much it. I mean, that's and, good, you know, met, met, a, yeah. met quite a few people through hockey and then recently joined, uh, PPC. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. I, I actually got out of that not too long ago, but yeah. No, it's early not a bad mornings, thing. But, yeah. Huh? Early yeah. mornings. It's th- oh, yeah. Thursday morning. Yeah. Yeah. So you've been, how many of those meetings? Uh, I've been to a handful, but then there's uh, now there's another there's another guy at the dealership that I have going to. So yeah. um, it is it's definitely a little tough with the with the two little I, guys at home. And that's that's why I had to get out. Yeah. we were just like I was commuting, I was bringing them to school, and like the times just didn't work. My wife yeah. was home. We had we have three little ones, so it's like wow. just it was yeah. But no, that's good. Like just get out and meeting. <laughs> yeah. Things, but yeah. You just yeah. get out and uh, 
Yeah, you just gotta. I mean, you you realize you gotta like pick and choose what you can do, and like that's yeah. that's the hardest thing. Like the, like, like I'm in Rotary. I'm probably gonna get kicked out of Rotary. Like I gotta go to meetings. Just like it's hard for like on Wednesdays at noon or whatever to like actually get up and go, yeah. and because these things like overlap, and it's, yeah, it's hard. Like I was. I always say like those things are great, but at the end of the day, you like really have to take care of like your stuff. And then yeah. those are like bonus, like if you can go to them, great, but you know, you can't, and I'm pretty good about compartmentalizing stuff, but sometimes you just like, listen, like that's just not a good use of my two hours or an hour and a half yes. of the day. So then it's yeah. really, um, 80 KYP I did a lot, but then same thing, like in after hours, just as the kids, you know, it gets, they more, take more and more time. Off. Well, it gets yeah. more difficult. And it's like, you know, and my wife typically stays home, most stays with them. So it's like, going and just relieving her a little bit yeah. or being a, you know, kind of a, a partner in crime to help her out, um, yeah. makes it easier. So like, I haven't been going out as much. Um, but those are great. Like the, the groups you're in, like 80 KYP, I did that for years and that's an awesome group. And then, uh, in the chambers, like arguably probably one of the best chambers in oh, the yeah. U S yeah, so, I've yeah. never heard of it's the stuff that they're doing. Yeah. Like the business expo. Um, yeah. Oh, that's right. You guys were there. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. St. Patrick's oh, sorry, day breakfast. Yeah. Oh, did you go to that? Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Loved yeah. your show. You can be honest. I lo- no, I loved it. It's great. <laughs> it was so funny. For I was like, "Is this a real story?" And then we're like, "We had, met, like, <laughs> we had already met some of the people from the chamber." I was like, "Okay, that doesn't sound like that." So I was like, "Oh, <laughs> spoke Christy very well." Kar- oh, Christy sings karaoke. Great. Actually, probably sounds yeah. legit. But uh, it's her birthday today. Yeah, is it? It is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It Happy is. birthday, Bur- Christy. It's her birthday month. She was saying it last week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was actually supposed to be today, but they ended up moving it. I forgot why they moved it. Maybe it was because of her birthday. I don't know. But it was supposed to be like typically today's the chambers. Third, whatever, the third mm-hmm. Thursday of the month. Oh, right. The after hours. Or the after hours. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. So it was supposed to be today, yeah. which was her birthday. So I don't know if it got pushed up because of that or something. <laughs> today. But it ended up working out. We, it was uh, it was good. But yeah, the chamber, um, that's a place where you can just like, I mean, network and meet and like so many resources yeah. there. Yeah, it's incredible. Because a lot of the people that have been working there have been doing it for years. Like Gary and Sue have been there forever. And there's, I mean, they've had staff there that... Um, and they have some new people that have come on, like Joel and Adriana, but they're just... Yeah, we've and, met uh, them. Yeah, they're super awesome, and they're just like, they're just fun people, so... Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, with the car dealership, what's your what's your hope with the car dealership now that you... This is, again, first time owning something or running a company, so you call the shots and do all that. Like, what's your... You know, do you guys have a vision? Do you guys have... Is it kind of more, you know, just keep doing what you're doing, or do you have visions to grow it? Do you have visions for... Yeah, we definitely want to grow it. Yeah. So I'm like, it's kind of this year, I'm like, we keep saying, you know, you're in, you're in the building year. So it's like, you Mm -hmm. know, every day you go in, it's like, okay, there's 40 fires going on, which ones need to be put out. And then, you know, but it's just the, it doesn't matter what business or who's there. That's just year one of any business. Um, So it's, it's growing the business we'd like to do. Um, And then obviously fine tuning it when you, when you, uh, hit your growth. I guess that's kind of what we did with the store before. It's like, okay, how big can we grow it to a point where it might not need to grow anymore? It's not as efficient or if it's getting too big. So it's kind of just figuring out what those parameters are. Um, and then I guess to us, we both grew up in small towns and we played a lot of sports, but you know, those sports were around because of all the local businesses and people who volunteered and kind of helped build the community. So I guess us, that's kind of the biggest to do you know for the businesses to kind of help support the community and and build it up and make sure there's things for the kids to do basically and do you find it is it harder without family here like obviously you had family would be easier it's but do you like kind like- of both i'm like we both i'm like we you know it's 
good for the family to move. Obviously, we like, you know, spend a lot more time together and we, we do things because it's not like, you know, a birthday party here or a baby shower here, this friend, like, you yeah. know, we're, we're together a lot more often, which is nice. Obviously we miss our family. Yeah. Um, but they come visit often. Um, but it is. And visits are different. Like I know. Yeah. You have more quality real, time. My yeah. mom was yeah. real heartbroken when she found I was moving away, but I told her, I said, listen, when we, you know, when we visit, I'm not coming over for Just two or now, three hours yeah. or for supper. Like, for a weekend or yeah, you know, we're gonna come yeah. home and we're gonna stay at your house and then you know you get up and you eat together and you're, you're yeah you know, they're just there's something to be said by that like when we go down to see my my in-laws in florida it's like the same thing it's like you you're just there you're not working you're just kind of like hanging out so yeah like, yeah what do you want to do so you're really just getting full days and then you kind of get to the end of it like okay we're gonna go home like it yeah you, you almost <laughs> like you know it's good to get back um no but that, that that's uh yeah no it's definitely good and i think the other thing too is like you guys having complete autonomy, right? That must be kind of neat. Like, yeah, maybe a little bit different than before because you really yeah. don't have like no checks besides YouTube, but like, no right? Real yeah, checks and balance. it's kind of yeah, it's it's the the good and the bad. It's kind of I remember, you know, when when you get started, and it's like okay, like you know, give it give it a month, like reps and stuff would kind of you know, hey, can we meet? And I'm like, give us a month, give us a month, and then a month later, I'm like, okay, no, give us six months, give us six <laughs> months. Like, there's just you know so much to do, and and uh, then you know you gotta be you gotta pick the kids up at. 5 15 and and then you know the day starts but then also i'm like i think having the kids has been like a break from work because mm -hmm. if we didn't have them there we would just live at the dealership so it has been kind of a nice um just a nice break and they make us get out and do things were yeah. you guys more nervous scared or excited for the opportunity kind of all of them <laughs> but it, it was like yeah, it was know. it was the good fear of you know, like, yes, there's so much could go wrong, but if it does happen, it'll, it, you know, it'll be so great. And it has been so great. Yeah. And we've been, you know, prepping for it for a long time and then, you know, working on the deal since it started back in May of 2021. So the time we got to the point of taking over, um, you know, a couple of things were a little unfortunate where, you know, we couldn't do something until something else was in place. You know, that Annie referenced earlier, like we couldn't do this until we got the dealer license well, we couldn't get that until we got the final stamp from gm so there's a lot of stuff that we could have had done if there wasn't so much red tape ahead of time to get done but we had everything i think you know a lot of stuff prepared there's still a lot of stuff that we're learning about new york state that's yeah. different or yeah. done differently than than other places but um so do you think uh, yeah i don't know i don't we're know if very, one would like take we're very detailed and process oriented. And then, so we're used to how things were going at our store. And then there's might be some things where you're like, Oh, I, you know, didn't realize that I had a process for that and that's what needs to be done. So it's kind of just every did, day figuring out did, what's the most important thing to work on. But did any of the steps like deter you? Was there ever a point like during those like <laughs> nine months or you're just like, screw this, we're done. There, there is a lot of like big obstacles, but I think at the end of the day we had our eye on the prize and, yeah. and, uh, the big, and that's what we kind of just said because we were like, okay, like once we, you know, it was Plattsburgh and then it was like, okay, look, if, if this, if this falls through, if it doesn't happen, our end goal is to have a store in the States. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, obviously if it's Plattsburgh, that's the one that we're going for. That's the good one. And then I'm um, like, I even told Shay, like, especially in the first few months, I'm like, you know. I'm so grateful that the store we chose is here and like everyone that we've met has just been incredibly kind and welcoming 
And it does have like the small, like you met Adriana and Joel. Joel came to the CVPH gala with us with his wife and we're hanging out with Adriana oh, yeah. next weekend. Like it's, yeah. you know, everyone's so, so great. And I'm like, it's, you couldn't imagine moving to a better yeah, community. It's a very like, welcoming place. Yes, yes. I'm and sure there, there is so much to do. So I'm like, you know, you, you pull out of the, you pull out of work and it's like, oh God, like, you know, it's, that was not the best day, but again, that's going to happen in any business, any yeah. industry. And then you look up and you see like the mountains and Lake Champlain. I was going to say God, TJ Maxx sign, but yes. So <laughs> but yes, also the TJ Maxx sign. I'm like, uh, there's days where I'm like, lunch, okay, I'm going to TJ Maxx. I'm going to have a little mental break. The, the, uh, <laughs> no, I, well, I, again, I've never lived out of this area, but the amount of people that come to the area and just say it's like a different, they're like, it's just different. And yeah. like, we t- I, don't, I don't think we take it for granted. I think there's a lot of people that just haven't moved because yeah. they like it. And part of me is I've never had a, I've never even had the urge to move away, but I think a lot of knowing where people come in and it seems like they just validate that the area is good and people like you, like, you know, imports coming into the area and are new people. It's like, like, wow, this is really cool. And like, this is different. And, you know, I kind of, I've taken the validation from many people over the years that have kind of echoed that and said, okay, well, they're from this city and they're from this city. And, and there's people that are like, we lived in California, then we lived here, then we lived here. And I'm like, well... Like it's better weather, blah, blah, blah. Like, why would you move up here? And then for whatever, I'm like, you, you don't mind the snow, you don't mind the cold, and and they're like, no, it's beautiful. We like this, we like that. So it's it's uh, it's amazing the the people that pick this area over even places that if you ask me, it'd be like 100 percent to pick that area. But <laughs> right. no, we really like this area. Every spot's got their own, you know, their own perks. Like where we came from is beautiful. They call it. You mentioned St. John. There's the, um, you know, there's a couple big rivers in New Brunswick and. And uh, we lived in the what they called the St. John River Valley. And so, you know, there were some mountains around and, and the big river. And it's beautiful, in, uh, especially in the fall when the leaves turn color and it's harvest season, a lot of farming and stuff like yep. that. And, and um, yeah, so, and, and, and uh, I guess to bring it all around, like this place is obviously very beautiful too. The mountain's a little bigger and, and um, you know, there's the lake there. Um, it's funny because we'll be like driving and we're just it, like always in awe of this place. Like, oh, like that's so beautiful. And the other weekend is like, okay, it's Sunday. Let's take a day trip. Well, okay, in an hour you can be in Montreal, Lake Placid, Burlington. Go a little further. You're in Lake George. Like it's just nice to have, yeah. you know, options. And I'm like, it's funny because to us, our kids, when we move, they were um, like three and one. And then so I'm like, God, like, you know, they'll never really know what, you know, life in Canada was or in New Brunswick, but I'm like, I wonder if they're going to grow up thinking, because even tonight, you know, you will meet people from here and like, oh, like it's small, there's not much going on. Yeah. And, but I'm like, I feel like everyone says that about, you know, their own hometown. Yeah. Yes. And then I'm like, you know, usually people go away for school and then they come back and they realize, wow, it's really pretty. But I'm like, yeah. I don't know if what our kids will think of growing up, you know, of the area, we'll still be just in awe of it six years later. Yeah. Even the campus is beautiful yeah. with the fountain and Hawkins Hall, the building. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. No, but like, I went to, that's where I went to college. So like we didn't really go far. So it was like, and that was the thing I was, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I'm like, I'll just go to Plattsburgh. It's yeah. close by. And I stayed at home and I was coaching soccer at the time and it just worked out. But, uh, so which, are you both Irish? Yes. So where's both our mo- like our moms and dads, all their families. are. So is that how the potato farming started or no? Yeah. So, you know, the move from Ireland, question. well, the move we from Ireland, potatoes, yeah. at least for my family would have been the potato famine. Yeah. And then, 1850s, and then they right. moved in. Yeah. And they came across and, and, uh, actually it's funny. My, my brother who's still farming today, um, he bought a farm from 
another Brennan, not an immediate relative, but would have been, you know, related down the line. But it's actually the home farm of the original Moses Brennan was his name that came over from, from Ireland and settled there. So, oh, wow. um, yeah. What, what, uh, so where was, do you remember where your family, I think you might've told me well, before. Your, your Mine Cork, Cork County. Cork, okay. So Mine was Northern Ireland. And I don't know oh, okay. which area. Yeah. Mine's <laughs> Northern like Ireland. I'm like, oh. I'm like that. Um, Mind you, we did visit Northern Ireland. I never really under, like knew how recent the history was. Yeah. Was it, yeah. Someone told, was that you guys? Yeah. In the chamber? So yeah. what's the difference between Ireland and Northern Ireland? Because Ireland's probably my favorite place on earth. Oh, love Ireland. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just when you get to Northern Ireland, and it's the. Uh, it's, it's like the Catholic. I don't. I, I'm not the. Yeah, I'm yeah. not the. I'm not you a history buff, but there's Catholics and Protestants, and there was the IRA and where the. Yep. Were the Catholics, and then, and yep. you know they were watch Little Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> they were fine. Grab a history lesson. Is that what, it, is that what it's based on? Uh, well, Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, the like the the fathers yeah. are in Northern Ireland and the IRA and. Oh yeah, it was but, like a massive civil war, like not too long ago either. No, even no, like yeah. in the nineties, I think there yeah. was like nine p.m. curfew. So, There's the the wall that's the up wall. and the fence that closes. That's wild. And there was a tour, so we took. They were called like the Black Cabbie tours, and so they tour you around, and then they were like, "There's going to be like you know protests going on. Do not take a picture of a cop. If you take a picture of a police officer, they're going to confiscate your phone." And then so we were like, "Oh, this was 2017." Um, that we were there. Yeah, it's so pretty it's, peaceful there now, I think, but there's still, like, it wasn't that long ago that, you know, cop, well, still now, like, cops still close that gate, but... Um, even they were talking about, like, the percentage-wise of the police force, like, Catholic and Protestant, how it used to be, like, 90 and 10, and now it's maybe still, like, 70, 30. Like, it's still... Yeah, like, I, I never knew, like, I knew that that went on. I didn't realize how recent that it was. Well, like, my grandpa... So, my grandpa was the one that came from Ireland. So, like, oh, he, cool. he... He just passed away a couple of years ago. He was 97. So, he was, wow. like, Irish Catholic from County Kerry, uh, Killarney. And he... Uh, it was funny. Because, I don't know if I told you this, but, like, he always considered the flag was green, white, and gold. It wasn't orange. Because oh, okay. orange was Protestant color. Okay. Which I don't know if that's Catholic was green. I don't know the history of the flag, but... Um, so he always said it was gold. I'm like, it looks pretty orange to me. But was, <laughs> was he colorblind too? He was. That's actually how I got my colorblind. So. <laughs> Straight from him. Yep. So, um, but that was the thing. It was always green, white, and gold because okay. the Protestants were, were Northern Ireland. And he was like, like, didn't really care for Northern Ireland. And, um, I remember, I forgot who it was. Someone had like shoes, Reebok shoes that had like the English flag on it. That was like a no no. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Flag. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was the United Kingdom flag. Okay. Yeah. And uh, a Great Britain, whatever the, the, the correct term is. But um, yeah, I mean, he was. I mean, he was like Catholic through and through. We always joked he was like one step from the pulp, basically, because he like didn't, <laughs> Irish guy didn't drink, like very, very, very religious. And it was, uh, but yeah, I mean, the Irish heritage is like, they're, which is crazy because you think about too, like, they were prosecuted heavily when they came over. And then mm. now it's like being Irish is kind of like a badge of honor now, but like a hundred years ago it wasn't. And yeah. that was, uh, you know, so he kind of came over, I think a little bit later on, probably like somewhere in the early fifties maybe was when he came. He was, he was like my age when he came over, which is crazy wow. considering, yeah. I mean, you guys coming like how, yeah, it's the exact same thing as you guys. Like you have such a memory, your entire life is Canada. Then you come over and now yeah. it's like, maybe a now to one. whatever it could be just us which yeah. is i only obviously knew him as a u.s cit- or a u.s citizen so um yeah so you guys have been to ireland how many times like um, recently or just I, well the, i've been just so i did a um, study abroad term in birmingham in the uk okay um so traveled a lot when i was doing that that was back in 211 
Um, and then we went in 2017, but we did the whole, like went down to court County, kiss the Blarney stone, gift of gab. I did. Yeah. And then so like stayed in Dublin and then we did a tour of Northern Ireland. So we just kind of did, we did it in two it was, days. Yeah, two it, was days. Quick. it was a quick trip. Definitely have to go oh, back. Yeah. yeah. Do you haven't been to County Kerry? I feel like we drove through there. That's west of County Cork. They're both in the south. They're the two south. I think we have. And that will because Galway's quite west, isn't it? Galway, yes. I believe Galway's on like the mid- Midwest. Right. Yeah. I think yeah. It's or like Midwest, Cl- Cliffs like... of Mower. I did that one in two eleven. Um, yes. Yeah. But is we that did. is we that in Galway or is that in Clare? It's I think it's in Clare. Yeah. Yeah. I think we went. Through I, I love Ireland it. though. It's it's such a cool. I, I, just the culture and it's the, everybody's happy yeah. it's simple like yeah. the thing the one thing mm-hmm. I noticed cause we flew did you fly into Dublin or Shannon uh, we do uh, where did we fly we went from Birmingham and flew yeah we flew to Dublin Dublin yeah but like Shannon's airport was like 30 years behind any airport I've ever been to really like, yeah you just like show up and it's just older like I feel like Ireland is just like still like maybe like the early 90s yeah. and just like the way it looked well this was back when I, I went so but it just seemed like everything was just like a step behind or like maybe a, like a generation behind, mm-hmm. um, which kind of added to the charm because it was just like very simplistic and everybody was super pumped. You could drink much underage there and nobody <laughs> cared. And I was like, I just remember going and uh, one of this, I was 14 and we went to this like, there was a guy, there was a music and dancing. So it was like Irish dancing and they had like accordions and they had the flutes and they had the guitars and they just like this big, where it was some hotel area. And I remember going to the bar and of course my dad gets a drink. And so I'm sitting next to my grandfather my grandfather does not drink. And of course I was like scared to death to drink from my grandfather ever. And, uh, I remember at the time we went over and my dad got a drink and I was like, okay, I'll have a pint of Coca-Cola. So the bartender goes and he starts pouring this Coca-Cola and then he turns to me and winks and then goes <laughs> over and tops off like the last maybe third of the drink with Guinness. <laughs> and then he hands it to me. Well, the thing is, so I'm 14, never had beer in my life. So I have, you know, two thirds Coke, one third Guinness. Well, the top head of the Guinness is there. Right. So it looks like Guinness. So I remember. Might as well just did the whole thing, huh? <laughs> so, yeah. So I end up, I end up walking back to my seat. And my dad catches it. And the first thing he tells me is, don't tell your mother. So I remember <laughs> throwing my dad under the bus now. So I remember walking back with my, so. Trying to hide the top. Basically covering the top. Almost like I had a hot, like a hot mug in my hand. I didn't want to burn. So I had like, it braced at the top. So you couldn't, see, I'm basically hiding the head of the beer. And I remember going in, I, I went to sip it. It was the worst tasting thing I've ever had in my life. And I had to put it down like between my feet. So nobody saw it. And I might have taken like two sips of the whole thing and I couldn't drink it. So this guy, the bartender thought he was doing me a favor. I'm like, dude, I'm 14. <laughs> Pour uh, me like, another Coke. <laughs> like, yeah, like Guinness does not, does not touch the palate the way you think it does. So, um, he Do you drink it now? I don't mind Guinness. Yeah, it's not my go-to, but I'll drink it. Like St. Paddy's Day and stuff, Irish car bomb. I mean, you, you, I'll, drink, I'll definitely <laughs> drink it, but it's... Uh, and when you're in Ireland too, it just tastes better. Like, yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's like, Something about it. It's a fresh, fresher, fresher pour, I guess. But... Uh, no, Ireland's uh, Ireland's great. Um, yeah, by far my favorite place on earth. Mm-hmm. I got I got to bring, like I said, I want to bring the kids back and all. How many that times stuff. have you been? Just twice, like when I was nice. a kid. But it was like same thing. We had family over there, so yeah. basically stayed oh, with family, nice. and you just kind of hung out with them for two weeks, and then yeah. you came home, and it was was amazing. But um, yeah, a lot of cool stuff. But um, anything else you guys want to want to plug talk about? 
Not to cut you off. This was fun, but I'm just yeah, we had yeah. a great time. You had some great questions. I was yeah. gonna say I, I, I have I can, I can rattle off a bunch more, but I say I want I'm very respectful of your time. But uh, so um, I I guess for you know like I said we can wrap it up there. But do you guys have any uh, anything you want to plug? Obviously where you're at, how they can get a hold of you guys. Any I guess specials yeah. things. BrandonBuickGMC.com. Yeah, BrandonBuickGMC.com. <laughs> We're at three eighty three Route three, and uh, yeah, we we uh, we've been we were talking earlier about you know our Annie mentioned people coming in lots of people knocking on our door to advertise and we've been kind of putting it off for a while just because we uh we were a little bit you know taking over different processes and stuff and we were a little bit short staffed but now we're we're uh getting to a point where we can start doing a um a little more prepared for the traffic coming in i guess so uh so um yeah so we'll be getting our name out there a little more and uh staff is growing and and um yeah we're having a great time we're lucky to have the staff we we do some great staff and and uh yeah if you're in the market for a car or need service or financing anything come on down advice, so. anything that's yeah. that's good no and i I've, I've only talked to them now probably maybe two hours of my life but you guys are great people i, I like you, Thank and you. I, maybe Thank like you. i said if i show up to rotary i'll probably see you guys <laughs> there you go, yeah. that'll be my or incentive i go next week maybe I'll, I'll, I'll check i'll sit with you guys so um yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I think it's great. Hopefully, you guys decide to stay here for a little bit of time. Oh, you know? that's the plan. Oh, for sure. Yeah, we're raising the kids here yep. and ready that's to cool. go. Already that's always ho- something I like is when people want to move in. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. are the yeah. kids playing? Well, no, they're no. Well, they're, yeah, they're almost two and four now. I guess yeah, Have they been one, on skates one and yet? a half, three and a half. No, yeah. we did during like COVID. You built like a yeah, he was like two. He backyard. wasn't really into it. It was more for Shay than Pierce, but. What's the kid's uh, name? Uh, Pierce, and then so Pierce is my mom's maiden name. Okay, and then Lachlan is the Lachlan's baby. Lachlan's the youngest. Yeah, yeah. Lachlan, that's little cool. Locky. Yeah, is that what you so, call him, Locky? Yeah, Locky do. <laughs> so funny. So ironically, at the daycare, there's a girl whose last name is Pierce, and then there's another little kid, and they're not related, and their last name is Pierce. And the town we left, we never really heard of anyone with the name Pierce, and then but we haven't heard any Lachlans yet. Yeah, I've, I've never our, heard a name. It's technically up. Scottish, but we say it's Irish. It's good so enough. it's like, yeah, we want to look for an Irish name. <laughs> that's, that's, I was gonna say, but like my name was Galen, which was like the Gaelic. My, my, yeah. my name is Greek, and they ended up like they found it, like like the name, but they turned it into like a Gaelic spelling. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we ended up having the kids, I was like, it'd be cool to have all Irish names. And then we kind of quickly. My wife has no Irish in her, so we ended up getting to the point where we just like like names that were kind of cool. My dot, I don't know, Penn's English, Cruz. Like made up, I don't know, and then Oakland, like maybe sounds. Those are cute names. Yeah, yeah they're great. Cool. Um, it's kind of like you said, uh, Lachlan, but it sounds like my daughter's. My daughter's name is Oakland, so it's. But it's just kind of like a weird. I mean, maybe that's the most Irish sounding Oakland, but I don't think it is. So, <laughs> Irish names are hard. Yeah, just you think it, they're easy when you oh, actually have to pick oh, a name. Oh, Ackland or something. I don't know. I'm trying, trying to put the apostrophe. I was going to say apostrophe. O'Lachlan. O'Lachlan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, hey, if nothing else. Three seventeen. He's he's Irish, so. One day a year. That's his birthday? No, I'm just saying for you. No, I'm saying oh, for okay. Okay. <laughs> No, my son's birthday. Well, that birthday. was, I'm like. My son's birthday is Christmas Day. Oh, no wow. No way. Yeah, so that, that that's our. Uh, well, Shay's, he's December 28th of 89, so he, he had three days in the 80s. Three days, three wild days. You know how many days I had in the 80s? Seven. No way. 24th. 24th. Wow. My brother's the 26th. Uh, I was gonna say I'm 89. No, that would be, that'd be, that'd be real <laughs> Irish. Yeah, I don't even know what that. What do they call that? Yeah. <laughs> like twi- yeah, they were twins. They came three days apart. Uh, yeah, December 24th, 89. 
Wow. Yeah. So nice. that's, that's awesome. That's it. Seven days. So Christmas I always, Eve. my wife's always like, you're born in that. I'm like, no, I was born in the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the eighties. Well, it was a cold, cold winter, but, uh, uh-huh. but no, that St. Patrick's day breakfast, that was one of the things cause that March. So we had been here four, four or five months maybe. And I'm like, it's great. Just so of course, obviously we love St. Patrick's day the green and the Guinness and all the fun stuff. But I'm like, it's so nice to, you know, to go to a community and celebrate St. Patrick's day and feel like we're at home when we just moved eight hours away from home. Mm. That's, that's a massive event too. I mean, as you it's can incredible. tell, I've been doing it yeah. for like what, 50 something years or something like that. So, um, basically that business expo, the, did you go to the dinner this year? Which is no, in January. that was in, oh, that, that was kind of like right. Was that December? That actually, no. That we had was like a, just got started or no, something. No, it ended up be, becoming like a week before the Irish breakfast. Okay. okay. Delay it because of COVID. But that's a really good one if you guys can go next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then those are pretty much your big ones. And they have another one like Taste of the North Country, Woman in yes. Business. That's yep. another big one. So there's a, there's a handful. Get those on the calendar. <laughs> if you ever watch, Adriana came on this and, and we were uh, going back and forth and she was going through every single thing. And she's like, well, I got this event and this event. And then I have, and she goes, oh, we have after hours every month. And then I have this training and then this training i'm like how many events do you plan at one time and it was like five or six because you're thinking you're months in advance yeah like, how do you keep all this a lot of balls like, in the air yeah yeah like I, I plan like one thing it takes me all year <laughs> up, so um but shane annie i appreciate you guys coming on and, and uh, accepting the invite and you guys thank uh, you for having us yeah, this, this is exciting yeah, this is awesome this is great <laughs> share it send it all up to canada try to get a canadian yes. viewership do. we up. love yeah. any chance to talk about plattsburgh that's good. I was like, yeah. talk about Canada, maybe, but that's 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 all right. You got to get one of those dual flags in your yard. Do you have one? No, we actually have an American flag in our yard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're we're full blown now. We, we <laughs> we're jumping in. Yeah. Oh, you drank the Kool Aid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, my parents came for Fourth of July, and it was we were all decked out. We had a great day. Th- them too. Yeah, yeah. Isn't yeah. it like a couple days after Canada Day's? What, yeah, July Canada 1st? Day's July first. Yeah. Is that the same, but probably like a little bit less? Like it is the US, same. You have the fireworks and the barbecue, but U.S. is U.S. Like, does everything a little bigger. Yeah. I mean, U.S. Fourth so of July is the most obnoxious holiday. <laughs> it's, a, it's so great. Uh, it's also like the start of summer for us. But um, all right, everybody, that's episode one ninety seven again. Shane, Annie, Brennan, Brennan Buick GMC Route Three, and just catch them everywhere because they're everywhere. But right <laughs> down the chicken coop playing hockey. So. <laughs> Um, Again, episode 197, Galen Trombley Show. We're out. Thanks for listening to the Galen Trombley Show. If you want to reach me, you can go on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. The spelling, G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y.